Warning! This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. death. I say, I am Emperor. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Three, four. Three, four. Three, four. Three, four. Praise the Emperor. You're listening to Emperor the Highlander and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me. Back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. You're going Cleveland Rocks and Cleveland Rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the war room, at least for the moment, in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court, here on Versed World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, God's gift to internet radio, the Emperor, joined in studio by no one. Highlander is working this evening, Voyar is on his way. Props to Voyar, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as he was in the outer banks of Carolina this morning and has raced back here to make sure he was here on time for the show so huge props to him if when he gets here then again he was there you go poster time to get on your knees that's right all right folks i'm going to derail from the opening monologue and i'm going to give the attention horror her due for whatever reason she has been bragging in irc for the past hour both on Casually Hardcore and now on my show, that she intended, and I quote, to read this. <clears throat> oh, darn, it disappeared. That she was going to put a 12-inch dick in her mouth? That is what she's been telling IRC, folks. I am not making this up. I'm just simply telling you. Scrub Puppy, sounds like a rage fest is on the way. Sorry, nine and a half inch, got it. I'm guessing this is some kind of weird dessert, or I don't know, maybe she went and got herself a marital aid, but she is on the, folks, if you are actually listening to the show this evening, if you go to the chat video wall, you can see her stretching and limbering up for whatever reason, I don't know, but she, of course, wants the attention, so she will have it. She's kneeling on a pillow, smiling, wringing her hands, etc., etc., at any rate. Uh, as we said before the show uh, began, there is some severe weather headed directly for where I'm sitting currently. There are tornado warnings out to the west of here, uh, not too far away in Sandusky. Looks like Columbus is getting pounded, too. That's where my sister is. But if, for whatever reason, we go dark abruptly in mid-sentence, uh, it is not by choice, folks. It's probably that we got whacked. 
Now, here's the odd thing is that they said we had a 20% chance of rain. And then earlier this evening, this or earlier this afternoon, they said there is 0% chance of rain. For those not familiar, we are in a drought situation here in the Midwest. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Shut up, Rex. You don't get your title until you've done something to earn it, bitch. So, I see. Very funny. Ha 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 ha. So all that build up for nothing, Pusser has some sort of doll that I guess is named a dick. Was that the thing? Got it. Okay. Well, I have no idea what it's referring to, but it's supposed to be a joke. Clearly, I am laughing. Cleelu, who lives only a few streets from me, says, Severe thunderstorm watch for Lorraine and Medina. How the hell could it be a watch? I'm looking at it. It's about to smack us right in the face. I can't tell. It's copied back to being brown or red-haired or blonde. It's kind of weird that it, it's weird lighting. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Scrub is not too far off the uh, truth here. I was, and this is, and it very well may melt down into one. It was certainly headed that way into a rage fest, as he so eloquently uh, put it out there. So he's not wrong. As I said in the opening monologue, not the opening monologue, but during the the breaks of the show, all right, leading up to it, the music playing, what have you, I had made mention that the talking points of this evening have radically changed over the last 24 hours. I would say even the last, mm, I'd say the last half an hour. No, I'll go one further, 5.30. So I'll put it to, I'll, I'll say that. The talking points this evening have radically changed within the last hour. I'll wait to address a lot of this and, and jump into it, because I'm not going to get too heavy into it. Uh, the last two weeks, arguably two of the best episodes we've done this year. The outpouring and feedback has been tremendous. Then again, considering the fan participation we had last week, that's not surprising. You all did phenomenally well. So we'll get to that a little later on. But my blood's up. It most certainly is, as I'm sure you can tell. So there is that. Uh, we do not have our segments this evening, obviously, because Highlander is not here. You know what? I take that back. Let me check to make sure, because he was supposed to. Of course, as we all know, Highlander is supposed to do something. It all depends whether he actually has the time between learning Japanese, holding down a full-time job, and, of course, his bid for Worldcon. Let me log into his email here and see if he actually did anything for the show. I'd actually contemplated um, doing the quickening myself this week and actually having you send my, me my your questions Unfortunately, we kind of ran out of time. That tends to happen. I see some quickening questions have been sent to him recently. Let's check the documents. I'm guessing probably not. Nope. We had the quickening from last week, and that is it. What a shame. So there is that. But Voyeur will be here, and I'm sure that will degrade into something. Shouting and yelling and screaming and pointing out, you know, hurting each other's feelings. <laughs> which we tend to do. I'm just looking over my notes here for what I want to get this evening. i got to tell you, I'm kind of in a holding pattern. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop here. I'm looking outside. It is now pitch black. It is 6.34 p.m. here on the eastern seaboard, or the north coast for where I'm at. It is dark out. Black. And I'm looking at this radar, keep putting up an IRC, and I'm just thinking, do I really want to launch into all this only to have myself just completely taken out by Mother Nature? It looks like the worst of it might clip us as it goes by. The way it's going now, it depends, because it's right over Sandusky. Royar texting in now. I thought he couldn't actually listen to the show. 
All right. Voyar says he'll be here in 30 minutes, but he wants me to hold off so we can add to the controversy. So you know what? I will wait for one of my partners in crime. It's a shame Highlander isn't here. I'm sure he would have a boatload to say on the situation. In fact, I know he would. Having said that, all right, usually we just say what we did over the course of the last week, and other than working my ass off, uh, I'm kind of up for a promotion, and I'm kind of debating that back and forth. One of the drawbacks is, although it's more money, it is a vast amount of work. It is very similar to the job that Eve does, which is why she's no longer on the show, mainly because she has no home life. She works six days a week, so she takes Sunday for herself, and that's kind of what I'm staring down the barrel of. Do I really want to pull the trigger for that? Still debating. A lot of responsibility, nice title, good pay. No time. Hmm. Then again, with the newborn on the way, that gives me an excuse not to be home to have to listen to the crying and the whining and the screaming. Or having to listen to the baby. So, you know, that, that has a, you know, that's got a benefit all its own, I suppose. Other than that, the biggest thing this week was moving 15 cubic yards of dirt. Yes, dirt, topsoil. Now, of course, you're sitting in there saying... How the hell is this entertaining radio? And for that I say, because it is. You're listening to me. And obviously, there's nothing better that you could be doing right now on a Sunday night. Demetrius, good plan, Amp. Go for it. Exactly. I'll get paid to stay away from home. Sakani, you do not want a six-day work week. You do not. Sakani, I've been working Monday through Saturday for the past two months. I know exactly what I'm looking at. That's kind of why I'm considering the position. I'm already doing the goddamn job, and I'll just get paid for it. Darius, uh, I would just be safe and wait half an hour or so to survey the damage. The damage that we're going to do here or the damage outside? Lead Haxer, it occurs to me that the show could be with keeping one pre-recorded quickening, like the emergency pizza. You know, we actually have a best-of show. We did. I think none left actually put together or was working on a best-of in the event that, for whatever reason, we could not be here. It would take some segments and some of our, our bits and some of our better discussions kind of in like one giant long show for like two or three hours. So, Sakani, fuck that. Been there. Would not like to go back. Well, you know, scrub. Yeah, but you have to work six days a week. That doesn't sound like much of a life. Well, it really isn't. I'm already doing it. That The point is, you know, it's like 30 bucks an hour up to like 45. That's kind of a significant jump for me considering I'm already doing the work and have the responsibility. So it is something I'm considering. Anyways, I moved 15 cubic yards of dirt. Luckily, uh, what ends up happening is we're ripping up the entire yard, front and back. We're redoing the whole thing. I meant to push some, uh, put some pictures up on the Twitter and Facebook. Unfortunately, I didn't get around to it. I was too busy shoveling dirt. There's piles everywhere, and it's not even enough. Luckily for me, the neighbor down the street has like a baby backhoe. I know that sounds bad, but that's kind of what it is. And we were able to move most of it. So that pretty much ate up all of my week. Eh, what are you going to do? Yes, I know we have a lot to discuss. You know what? There's the forum thing. I, I, I was under the impression this thing was dead and gone and over with. It was a one-off bit, highly successful in both cases. But three or four of you just can't seem to let it go. And that's not going to end well for you. It really isn't. So we'll address that a little later tonight. If you want to get your questions, your comments, your opinions in, now would be a great time to start writing those emails. Emperor1GACox.net. We will do the mailbag in the second hour as usual. 
If you need to get in on the show, here's what you need to do. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. There you go. Demetrius, seriously, it's a few butthurt guys. Boo-hoo. Well, you know what? In Demetrius, that's really what you get right down to it. It's a very, very vocal minority who complain and whine and bitch and scream that, God forbid, somebody not agree with the way they see things. And unfortunately, some people just can't seem to get, you know, as, as Scrub mentioned earlier, they have no sense of perspective. They really don't. This is the Internet, ladies and gentlemen. Not everything goes the way you want. Sometimes people don't like what you do, especially when you have a very elitist, high and mighty view of things. When you seem to set yourself above and outside you know, the purview of everyone else, you make yourself a target, especially when it's something deviant and strange and weird. I'm not talking weird like in fun. I'm talking weird like in pedophilia type weird. Unfortunately, I'll say not fortunately. Fortunately, I will say this. On behalf of the brony community, and that's only one of the two controversies currently going on, kind of, is uh, Pusser was nice enough to record kind of an anti-call to arms like we did last week, which I will, of course, play on behalf of all the bronies everywhere because, folks, I am an equal opportunity offender. I am more than willing to give voice to those we crushed under our boot heels last week. She would like to take off for their cause, and I am more than willing to go ahead and let them air their side of it. So we'll play that also a little later on. And a couple of you bronies actually sent in emails. Pretty well thought out, too. Not as many as I was hoping for, but eh, enough. And I will, of course, read those. Scrub. Nah, it's totally normal for a bunch of grown men to watch a show made for little girls. You know, about a bunch of female animated horses for a seven, seven and up show. Seven years old. Just looking at the articles we have this evening that Cleo sent in. Actually, some of you sent in a few articles as well. Let me see if I can't pull some of these up. We have a boatload of material to get through this this evening, and that's if we're not uh, cut short by weather. Article for the show. I kind of like this one. I'm looking at it right now. This is a, a BuzzFeed one. No shit. I haven't seen this thing in years, man. Years. I don't care what anybody said either. That was a great movie. You know what? I wonder if I should wait for Fire to get here for this one. This one looks like a, a pretty cool list. I think we should probably start at the bottom. It's the top ten. Let's see. What is this? The top ten. Ten of the most important robots in fiction. I like that. This is kind of cool. A couple of them are really out there. One, I mean, some of them are, are pretty obvious. Not all of them. I'm actually reading an email sent to me earlier this afternoon by Malaraj. It says, hey, guys, I hope you and, your, you, you and yours are all okay after the storms. Damn, that's prophetic, if you think about it. He was referring to the storms we had. It is now pitch black outside. Dark, dark. Damn. He was referring to the uh, tornadoes we had on Friday. Actually, I guess that's a good way to start. If you go 15 minutes west from where I'm at, it's pretty much a disaster area. In fact, a state of emergency has been declared for that part of the state. It just got, you know, pimp-slapped by God. There's wreckage everywhere, trees down, houses gone, people missing, one guy dead. Varyar, of course, texting in. 
this coming from the guy who just said, well, yeah, yeah, my phone's dying. I won't be able to listen in. He says 15 minutes out, and he's flying. Not bad, so I only have to stall for 15 more minutes. I see IRC has still got blood in their mouth from last week. Good for you. I thought it was just me. Article suggestions for tonight. We've got those. Uh, some of you are sending in articles even as I read all this. I appreciate that. I'm just pulling them up right now so I can get to them. Looking for one or two I can just knock out of the way without waiting for... You know, we'll go with this one. It's not really kind of our purview. It's not really video game related, but it's interesting enough. And when you sent it in, uh, this is from telegraph.co.uk. But before we do that, I must check the score of the Indians game because I forgot to see if we were winning. I know we were winning, but I didn't see if we won. Let's take a look. Spain put to rest who was the best at Euro 2012. Yeah, soccer. Nobody cares. For those who do, Spain won. Indians beat the Orioles 62. Hot damn. All right. So things are looking up for the show. Because we all know how things go south when we lose. Count Robert de la Rochefoucauld. So the Count of La Chauve. Screw it. I can't even pronounce that. He has died at age 88, escaped from occupied France to join the Special Operations Executive, the SOE. He parachuted back onto sabotage missions. He twice faced execution, only to escape on both occasions, once dressed as a Nazi guard. He is a French World War II vet. Other disguises also came in useful. On the run in occupied Bordeaux, he dressed as a nun. In later life, he helped Maurice Papon to flee to Switzerland. Robert Jean-Marie de la Rochefold was born in Paris on September the 16th, 1923, one of ten children. That's a big family. Of an aristocratic family which lived in old-fashioned splendor on Avenue, the Avenue of the Bord, Bordonnais and the Shadow of the Eiffel Tower. Let's see what else he did. Considered a sickly child, Robert was, a, a, was sent to a succession of private schools for the elite in Switzerland and Austria. In 1938, he was taken to a school trip to, I can't even pronounce this German place, Hitler's Alpine Retreat. I'm guessing that's the Wolf's Den. When Hitler's convoy drew up, the Fuhrer approached and patted Robert on the cheek affectionately. It was, as he later recalled, a dream come true for his 15-year-old self. Hitler was then the great statesman of Europe before he became the giant asshole of Europe. My interjection there. Anyways, he goes on to meet with the resistance, and he starts kicking some ass. He dropped into Morvan with two British agents, including a radio operator, all kinds of cool stuff. Yes, I will send you the link, Kalilu. I'm used to just, none left, just somehow knowing all about this. I see IRC is fighting amongst themselves again. <laughs> Anyways, essentially, the point of the article was that this gentleman's resume sounds like a Hollywood script and all the stuff he did. Dressing as a nun, dressing as a Nazi guard, facing execution twice, uh, doing behind-the-scenes, uh, leading behind-the-lines assaults. In April 1945, when he led a night raid to knock out a casemate near St. Vivian on France's western coast at the mouth of the Gironde. Paddling up the river, he approached the casemate, killed a guard, and blew it up, forcing the Germans to pull back to their final defense positions on the Sea of Verdun. Not bad. I like that. 
being the history guy that I am, anytime I get something like that, that is always going to pique my interest. So well done, Deathformer. Thank you. Flipping back and forth here between the inbox. See, it's usually if I now have aggravated Highlander. I guess I kind of missed that. Usually if I can't piss him off in 15 minutes or less, I'm not doing my job. There you go, Kalu. Thank you. Amp, go check the radar. Okay. I'll go back and check it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's just getting worse. Technically, it should be raining over top of us right now, which we desperately need. My my lawn is starting to look more brown than green. Says that is. From Kotaku.com. Study. China says. We really need a sounder for that. We seem to have a lot of these that China says this can't be right. I know we have a Chinese sounder, but it's not really what I want. That's a good idea, actually. I like that. We could. Careful, it might sound racist. Yeah, because we wouldn't want to be racist on this show. You know who get it real bad now? Chinese people. They're the only ones that be getting fucked over bad. You be teasing them and shit. Ever go in the restaurant to order up some food and Chinese dude be in there and then when he leave, you go like this. Everybody make fun of the Chinese when they order some food up and shit. And they nice guys. They be all cordial shit. When they leave, you go. Uh, yes, actually, I'm very well aware of who's actually listening to the show this evening. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Maybe they can pick up a few tips. How about that? <laughs> From Kotaku.com. Where the hell did it go? I had it. I, there we go. Study. China says minors are learning about sex from video games. This coming from a nation of a population of 1.3 billion people. My guess is your minors are figuring out just fine on their own. They don't need video games to show them how to procreate. But I digress. Earlier this month on Children's Day, the China Youth Internet Internet Association, why not, in conjunction with the Communication University of China, released a study indicating that more than half of all minors ages 13 to 18 are learning about sex through sex in video games and video game-related materials. Now, I will stop this and I will ask, I will pose the question. And maybe this addresses this later in the article. We'll get to that. But one would think that it seems to be difficult considering the very iron grip that the Chinese government seems to have on all the censorship when it comes to video games and the internets over in China. The blocking of pornography, the blocking of certain games, movies from Hollywood, anything that's deemed to be inappropriate or damaging to their way of life and their culture. But apparently they're not doing a very good job of it if the kids are still learning from video games. Although I'm trying to think exactly what kind of games or what mainstream games China might have that would be that in-depth to teach kids about sex. Let's find out. The study reports that over 40% of young Chinese Internet users come in contact with sexually charged material while online through websites using sex to promote things. To seeing explicit... Okay, now wait a minute. The article says about from video games. This is two very different avenues here. It's saying that first that they're learning it through video games, and then second, it's saying, well, it's sexually charged material while online through websites using sex to promote things. Okay, that sounds to me more like they're either looking at porn, which I don't know how they're able to do that over there. I'm sure there's a way around everything. 
or there's some kind of advertisement, maybe looking at a car commercial or a beer commercial, because they always have attractive women trying to sell you on these things. Continuing, to seeing explicit images on message boards. The study is very interesting in that it shows China's ban on vulgar marketing and online games as being ineffective. Well, there we go. The study points that uh, points out that young people surveyed 38.7% say that they have come into contact with sexual material through game ad- advertisements and promotional material. On top of that, a whopping 42% of these kids believe that there is too much quote-unquote quote, filth online. Now, maybe that's the difference between what the Chinese kids and what American kids would say. I'm guessing if you showed 42% of the kids in America porn on the Internet, most of them probably would not say it's filth. They'd probably be hornballs and would just go after it. Nymph, the gay game Highlander talked about last week, Emp. Okay, but that is only a narrow part of the Chinese population, I'm guessing. I don't know why San Sam is posting the Kotaku one at Rule 34. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I, I'm trying to, to couch this. It's not something like a racist prick, which is usually high under shtick. I'll give that to him. But I will say this. I'm surprised that 42% of the kids... Look, if 42% of the people in your country... Of the kids that are looking at this are saying there's too much filth online, then you know what? You're probably doing a good job. If by good job, your entire goal of this is for your children to be able to separate evil versus good, bad versus good, that type of thing. What is appropriate, what is not appropriate. Clearly, these kids need to have a grasp on what is not appropriate. So I'm not really sure what your concern is. They obviously know right from wrong and are able to make the differentiation. All right. Breaking down the genders, 34% of Chinese male youths say that they actively seek out adult material, while 9% of females say, say they do. Okay. So one out of every three guys in China is a pornaholic. One out of every ten ladies, women, girls, are seeking out the same thing. I find those numbers a little low. Now consider the source, folks. This is coming from China. If somebody from the government who is actually conducting this this research, and make no mistake, that's really who's behind it, as with anything in that country, comes up to you and says, hey, you, kid, you're not supposed to be looking at this stuff. But I want you to answer some questions on it, such as, do you look for it? Have you found it? And what do you think of it? Are you really going to be completely honest with that person? I mean, that's a problem you have even with this country, and that's one of the things that when you, any kind of time you do any kind of research based on polling, you have to take into consideration that the person's either telling you what they think you want to hear or they're trying to cover something up. Most of the time, they're not going to be completely honest with you. So you have to take this with a grain of salt. Not to mention, I'm not really sure what the variables are, and I'm not really sure you know, what kind of independent uh, breakdown there is of Chinese material on a Chinese research project. So, again, I take everything with a grain of salt. Another fabulous thing that the researchers did was that they didn't condemn video games or sexually charged material. Instead, they recommended that the government strengthen sexual education courses to better educate young people. Now, that sounds very enlightened for a very unenlightened uh, regime over there. I'm sorry if I piss off our few Chinese listeners, and there are a few. In fact, let's see if I can take a look and see if there's anybody tuned in right now. I doubt it. Probably like five in the morning over there, but no, whichever. 
Stretch. I can hear the rain through my headphones. Such is the quality of the microphones, ladies and gentlemen. I can actually hear it hitting the side of the house. But right now, it is just rain. Okay, the storm looked like it was coming out like a bat out of hell. Now it's just kind of slogging along. Damn it, I just closed down one of my articles. Fuck. I distracted myself. Terrible. Yes, get your questions or comments in for the mailbag. Absolutely. Emperor1GAcox.net. Send them in. I'm sans both of my hosts this evening, or all three if you want to include Eve. I wonder what she's... Oh, I know what she's doing. She went to see Magic Mike tonight. Some, I don't know, Chippendales-type movie, which it surprises me not at all. That is so her, it is not even funny. Trying to find exactly what it was that I had. There it is. Is that it? Yeah. All right, pulled it back up. John Scalzi. John Scalzi. That name sounds extremely familiar. I'm not really sure why. Oh, The Old Man's War. That's why. Duh. I've read that. Good book. Kind of a sci-fi novel nerd, but I guess you already know that. Demetrius, why is my worldwide listener map centered on Antarctica? I get it. Not many penguins listen. Well, you don't know that. We might have a very high demographic with penguins, ages 1 to 5. Cannibalism, cannibalism isn't illegal, but eating... Okay. Yeah, I, that's... I think we actually covered that, uh, Tulsiman. I believe that was a Japanese guy, if I remember correctly. Some kind of artist who cut his own wang off and then cooked it and sold it to a bunch of people to eat as some kind of, I don't know, art-slash-protest type thing. Little Rex says, When I was at the movies, there was nothing but women in line for that movie. Wow, it must have made you feel kind of uncomfortable, you know, you being in the line to see the same movie, huh? About a bunch of, you know, muscular men running around in their underwear. Not that anybody's surprised that Little Rex would go to that film. I'm surprised he didn't go on opening night. In fact, he probably did. But they all complained the movie sucked and there wasn't any big floppy donkey wang. What'd you expect? It's like a, I don't even think it's a rated R movie. The Emperor Penguins are all rabid fans of the show, says Zanath. And they're always dressed well. <laughs> now this is interesting. I wanted to go see this. And I kind of felt bad for it because I don't like Seth MacFarlane. His politics and mine do not jive. And some of the commentary uh, he gives on his show really kind of bothers me. But uh, this is from IGN. Ted breaks record at box office. Now, Ted, if you haven't seen, is that Seth MacFarlane and uh, Mark Wahlberg movie where it's kind of like a Teddy Ruxpin type of stuffed animal that talks, you know, drinks beer. Quote, we have a new champ for the highest grossing opening for a not- Jesus Christ. There's always like a million qualifiers for these things. We have a new champ for the highest grossing opening for a non-sequel R-rated comedy. Seth MacFarlane's Ted performed way beyond box office expectations to finish in first place this weekend with $54.1 million. The previous record was The Hangover with 45. There you go. Okay, I'm sorry. Magic Mike was R-rated. Pulled in $39 million. Wow, that's a heavy haul considering the kind of movie it was. Well, good for them. 
Went and saw Brave. Took my daughter to see that on Monday. Was it this week? I thought it was. Eh, it was okay. Was disappointed. It wasn't quite as it wasn't of the Pixar type of of snuff. I thought they've had much better movies. It was okay. No idea where Varyar is. He should be walking in. I would assume any minute now. So we approach approach seven o'clock here. Amp, why didn't you play patriotic music to start the show? You know that's a good point. I forgot. July fourth is Wednesday. Actually, I hear the door closing. I hear walking, and Varyar is here in one piece. You didn't get blown away. How's the look outside? It looks like God is getting ready to flail your house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I drove 12 hours to get killed in a freaking tornado during this show. <laughs> Wouldn't that bite? They finally get here, only to get, you know, again, wind up in Oz. Oh, that would suck. All right, hang on while, while he adjusts his microphone. Yeah, let me get set up here. Yeah, and the fun part is, you know, I heard you bitching about, I thought he wasn't going to be able to listen to the show <laughs> on my way up. All right, I think we're back there. All right. It appears so. Well, folks, it happened. Uh, we had a power flicker and that restarted the machine, so yikes. Oops. But we're back. Yay. So you drove all the way from what, North Carolina? Yes. Yeah, from this a, morning all the way to Ohio to get here from the top of the show. I was in a town called Duck at 7 this morning, and I'm here now. <laughs> I'm impressed. You said, I'll be there at 7. Right on the money, you came down the stairs at 7 o'clock. I'm good like that. I, yes, you are. I'm impressed. Well, like I said uh, before, I don't know if they heard this part because we were in the middle of the oh shit, oh shit, what's it doing section of the show. Um, but, you know, you'd been bitching on air because I told you before we left, my phone's about dead. Yes. I literally left the house with 10% on the battery. I wasn't sure that was enough for me to listen to the show for 45 minutes on the way up here. So... I set it up, and I was listening and everything, and right as I got off the freeway uh, to turn in, I looked at it, and it's down to, like, 2%. You know? And I'm like, oh, God, it's going to die. You don't have, like, a like a, a, a car charger for that thing? I do, but it's packed in my bags, and I literally, I got home to my house at 6.15. Or, okay. well, I got to my house at about 6.05. I literally grabbed my shit out of the SUV we took down there, threw it in my house, and rolled over to my car, hopped in, and took off to get here. Um, you know, because I told you I was going to be right. here, so I yes. wanted to make sure I was. Um, but yeah, I was the the train tracks right by your house. Mm -hmm. They've got those lights in the arms that come down when the train's coming. I'm about twenty yards from the intersection, <laughs> and those goddamn lights start flashing. I'm like, nope. And that thing, those train tracks by your house, they're like ramped up and yes, back down. Yeah, um... I caught air going under those stupid arms as they descended. So that was the stupidest thing I've done in a day full of stupid driving. <laughs> I should get a goddamn medal. The part that's most impressive is there were um, there were three adults in the car that I took. Okay, um, it was me, my buddy, and his girlfriend who I actually proposed to on the trip, which was very very cool. Really? Yeah, actually, on the you know, we'd been he got the ring in March. Uh, he picked out the ring, and she's been talking about marriage for like nine months to a year or something like that uh, i see she and it was always going to happen there was no question about it but like for the last three and a half months he's been literally picking fights with her over marriage so she would not suspect what's coming because he wanted it to be really a, he's, he's that's a double-edged sword man you I push know, that one I know, a I know. little too far and but he's he's really that romantic type guy He's a little bit gay. So he's a pussy. Got yeah, it. But Go on. he's a little bit gay but uh, you know he's he's been trying <laughs> he's to a little bit gay Proposing to a woman. Got it. Okay, go ahead. No, not the proposal part, but just everything. <laughs> he, he put a lot of planning into this. Okay. And, 
Anyway, so um, you know, we're driving down there, and the entire time we're driving down there, we can't have the conversation. She's in the fucking car, right? You know, so the entire <laughs> time we're down there, she's got to be wondering what's happening because every five you minutes I'm getting gay. a text, or he's getting a text. <laughs> he's texting me instructions on what, on what how to exactly say. to handle yeah. it so that he can surprise her. So, because we got down there, we got to the beach, and um, you know, he made an excuse; he had to take his kids straight down there. Um, and the grandparents were going to watch her while we unpacked and then went down. Okay. So we dropped them off, and he was just going to walk back to the house, quote-unquote. Right. And I took her to the house, which is, you know, like, I don't know, 75, 80 yards from the beach, which was real nice. Um, you know, this is kind of my one vacation a year, and we kind of do it right. It's a nice little getaway. We were down there for four days. Oh, by the way, uh, check this out. I am reddish. I got oh, shit. You ain't toasted. kidding, too. Wow. <laughs> I got burnt as hell. Well, uh, the top of me, I sunscreened up. I completely forgot to sunscreen my But you didn't think about it. You know, I legs. got legs. They won't get burned. They never burn. I didn't even think about it. And then last night, I'm like, oh, Jesus, it hurts. You know, but um, anyways, so I take her back to the house. Right. And then I pretend to get a text message from him because the whole point was Jackoff was supposed to get down there and then call me on the phone right. and say, hey, we're ready. And then I was going to tell her, oh, they see dolphins. <laughs> I get, you know, get let's go down there or whatever the hell. There's some dolphins. Let's oh, go see dude, them. There were a shit ton of dolphins down there. Really? Okay. Down there. It was incredible. Dolphins but, make good eating. Well, it, it's funny because like they tuna. were there was probably three or four of them yesterday, 30 yards from the beach. Just bobbing up and down, which was kind of cool. But anyways, that was the whole plan to get her down there because she fucking loves dolphins. You know, so okay. it's, a, it's an easy attraction. Oh, we got to go see it. It's a guaranteed win. Here's a dolphin. Here's a diamond. Here's a dolphin holding the diamond. There you go. That would have been it. Get the that dolphin. Awesome. Train yes. it to hold the ring. <laughs> wow. We're not that okay. wealthy. But, you know, anyways. <laughs> and we don't care that much. So she goes inside, and I'm literally waiting for a text message or phone call. So I text him. Oh, fuck. He left his phone in the car. <laughs> you know, so I, I wait like three, four minutes to make sure I give him enough time. And then I just make up, oh, he just texted me, dolphins, you know. And right. We go down there, and, and the whole family's down there, and they got video cameras and stuff. And he's, you know, got the big heart in the sand and the flower petals leading down to it. And, you know, he's, he's taking the time to put on some nice clothes, and he's down on one knee. It, it was very nice. But, um, yeah, so they got married, but... Anyways, after that entire got, journey, I mean, they're getting married. Or they're getting married. I'm sorry. They're engaged. Got We're it. actually going to do it next year down there. Here's the fun part that you'll get a kick out of. Okay. I'm his best friend. Yep. And ever since she moved in with us, I'm aside from her sisters, I'm basically her best friend. They want me to marry them. So I am going to be a holy man. Bless you, my child. I don't think you have the authority in any state of this union apparently, to marry somebody else it's, in theirs. It's not that hard to get. <laughs> apparently, it's not hard. No, trust go, me, I'm good. Uh, you I'm good for you it. just go, you pay a fee. I think there's a class or something, and then I get a certificate that says I can marry people. So, Ooh. oh, oh, wow, this has radio bit written all over. It. I, doesn't it? You are. I thought I would tell you about Va this because I thought yes. you would find it very amusing. Father Varyar, if you please. Little Rex, Varyar can marry you and your boyfriend anytime on on the air. Oh, I like this. Little so Rex has to find someone to commit first. Right, well, <laughs> or somebody who's, you know, drunk enough True. or is not well, paying much attention. There you go. But yeah, so that yeah, I figured you might have some fun with Father Varyar. Father v yes. Reverend Varyar. My well, one stipulation well, is while they do it, it may be on the beach and I may be wearing board shorts, but I want that goddamn collar. That, wow. <laughs> Do you want to talk about heresy and blasphemy? That's it. I might get hit by lightning during Damn the right. ceremony. 
Uh, but yeah, so I thought I thought you'd <laughs> find right. that amusing. I do find it. Yeah, that's kind of funny. But yeah, anyways, after that entire tangent, the whole point being there were three of us in the car on the way back. Right. Three adults, one child. Out of those three adults, one is her, and she's fine. She's legal in every state to drive. <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay, good to know. Right. Right. And then there's the other two of us. Now, my buddy, a couple years back when we went down there, got a speeding ticket. He never paid it. So once so, every six months uh, or so, the state of North Carolina sends us a letter saying, hey, by the way, don't come back unless you're planning on paying this or we're going to throw you in jail. Well, at least they gave you the warning. Right. And then there's my license, which is currently suspended because I got one of those stupid click it tickets and forgot to pay it. And I got a letter. Wait, what was this? You never told us this. I got it back in like April. I just, Did you I, tell us about this shit? Yeah, I think so. It was just one of those stupid eighty. Oh, it's just kind of like, oh, uh, you know, drove by and he's like, hey, you don't have your seatbelt on. I guess I'll pull you over. You know, and I, I, you know, I rely on the Marine thing to get me out of shit. And he's right, like, well, right. the Colonel, you know, we can give warnings on a lot of stuff, but the Colonel doesn't let us on this. I'm like, well, is he fucking watching? Come on, dude. Help me out here. So they gave me a ticket, and I, I, it wasn't... This is kind of like the tire thing where you drove on the donut for three weeks because you were too damn lazy. Lazy! To take in and get your actual tire replaced. No. You had a click a ticket from April. You didn't pay. Now you're suspended. You getting air, crossing the damn railroad tracks <laughs> to get here yeah. after a 12-hour drive that you I'm probably made in seven. I'm dedicated, goddammit. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not via the reverend, it's via the felon. Well, I... Well, that's the that's the thing. I honestly, on this one, I honestly forgot about it. I put it in my glove box, figuring that was the place for it to go, and then I didn't think about it at all. You know, you have a month to pay the damn thing, and I actually had to go to the courthouse because I didn't have my uh, my card on me, my mm -hmm. insurance card. So they had me. They said I needed to go down there to show it to them when I paid it. Proof of insurance, right? Right. I had every intention of doing so. I literally, honestly, your honor, I meant to. I, I did, but honestly, I just forgot about it. And then they sent me a letter. I got a letter about um. Two weeks ago, or well, about a week and a half ago, because it was right, it was uh, before last weekend. So yeah, about a week ago, saying, "Hey, by the way, your license is suspended. You got to come pay us." And I went, "Ah, shit." I called them, and all I have to do is go down there and pay the fee and show them my card. They understood. They said it happens. It's no big deal. It's just a click it ticket. So I'll be fine. I just got to run down there tomorrow and take care of it. I'm curious, how much is a click it ticket worth? Eighty eight dollars. Eighty eight bucks. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, I would be too. I was. Just really. I thought it was well, it was kind of funny last week when I was in the building. Uh, people used to like to cross over because it's downtown. The other building I work at now, that other firm. Uh huh. And you cross over East Ninth to go to the Galleria. Well, the problem is there's like no crosswalk there, and you have a building of like six thousand people, and there's other buildings in the area, and everybody goes to the Galleria to the food court to eat for lunch. Well, nobody wants to go all the way down to the end of East Ninth to cross over and then walk all the way back. You're right. on a thirty minute lunch that takes ten minutes. Fuck that. So people cross over the middle of the street. Well, somebody got a bug up their ass in Cleveland because they decided that the cops were going to go down there and start pinching people as they're crossing over. Now, here's the thing I don't get, Varyar. They don't have a better thing. They don't have anything better to they do don't. in Cleveland. $300 tickets for jaywalking. $300. Jesus. I'm glad they and only they, caught me for my seatbelt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's like live, you know, life or death, more so than jaywalking. Unless you're, you know, Cleveland Brown. Anyhow, um, they're popping people left and right. And I'm thinking to myself, there's two cops right there. You see him writing tickets. You see him walking into the middle of the street, grabbing people and hauling them back and giving them tickets. How are you stupid enough Why? to do it, too? Yes, and they did it. I, was, I spent a large chunk of my day 
walking over to my window, looking down into the street, and I'm on the 15th floor, 16th floor, 17th floor, something like that. I can't tell you for security reasons. Were you cackling maniacally? I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> and then the emails start going around the office. Ah, the cops are popping people crossing East 9th. Don't do it. And people are doing it. And they did it all day. And I got to nice. wonder how many thousands of dollars those guys pulled in because people just weren't paying attention. Oh, I'm sure it was a lot. If they're doing 300 bucks a ticket. And yeah. both of them were busy the whole time. Now, the funny part, and I give this chick credit, whoever this was, there was this black chick on the other side of East 9th over by the Galleria. A car pulls up, pops open the back left hand, the driver's side back door. She's on the opposite side, so she can't run it, can't get in. The cop sees them, starts walking towards the side of the street, walking into the middle of it. This lady sees it, takes her heels off, and she's a fat chick, right? She bolts, and I mean like a head of steam. <laughs> this is a hippo that's trucking. And she runs around the side. The guy I see reach back, throw open the door. She hops in. I mean, dives in. Kind of like with her feet hanging out the window type thing. Like, dives in. Not sits, but like launches herself into the back. The guy hauls, reaches over, hauls, uh, close the door, peels out of the middle of East Night, does a U-turn and hides the opposite direction right in front of two cops from Cleveland's <laughs> finest. Talk about balls. And That's I just saw funny. the guy, the cops kind of throw his arms up in the air next to him just like, Ah, fuck it. Well, I'm right. What getting are we 300 bucks in that trying. I'm not going to chase that. That was pretty good. That's funny as hell. Scrub says, sounds like a desperate local government. We're broke and we've got to raise revenue. It's quick. Let's fuck some people. Well, they do that all the time. They've got stop cameras now at every single intersection. Oh, they, they pop you if you're going too fast, if you run a red light. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think Xanath may have come up with a segment for me at last. Well, what's that? Varyar's confessional. <laughs> Well, that, that is kind of a, this is very therapeutic for you, isn't it? Because we do it this is. every single week. Yep. Let's find out exactly what deviant crime that he has committed <laughs> this time. All of it, I might add, just trying to get to the show. Yeah. Most you're, you're of, a most one of man my crime streak, are, yes. Are on Sundays between the hours of about five and midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go driving home. on the way home. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, drunk driving is so extreme. Let's call it what it is. Buzzed driving. Buzz driving. There you go. I don't think I've ever actually seen you drunk here anyways. I've always got to go home. Right. Well, yeah. So. Right. Good to, sh <laughs> to see you show a little bit of restraint. Only a little bit. Well, but yes. Sakani, they're getting rid of most of those uh, street cameras in California. Lawsuits and shit. See, they sued the city of Cleveland uh, a few years ago when they put them in, and they lost. They said, nope. So they can do it if they want. They can go ahead and put in those cameras. So, yeah. I haven't gotten popped by them yet, and I hope they got it ever do, but it's there, and it's always a concern. I'm just terrified I'm going to get pulled over tonight. That's my one word. Because tomorrow morning, I head down there, I take care of it, my license is back. But if I get pulled over tonight, I go to jail, I think. I'm reading the balance break. Uh, this is the... Official comic book of the Emperor's Court, written by the Archbishop Shriggs. i got to go back to the previous yeah, link to see where I'm we're at here. I'm missing some context, I think. All right, did we get captured or something? By the way, you have yet to appear in the uh, comic. Well, now Shriggs knows how to draw me. I expect a Bible in one hand and some type of holy weapon in another. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess that works. If I'm going for blasphemy, I want right. to go all the, the way. way. Yeah. Oh, wow, we're really behind. Oh, geez. Okay, this is where we... Oh, that's right. So Octail's giving us our marching orders, apparently. Okay. And so Octail's like General Octail I guess. or something? 
the hell is this? Keep pulling, man. We're getting get get in firing distance eventually. We'll get in firing distance. Yes, eventually. I'm guessing this is a Titan. Looks like one. I, his hand, his drawing is so piss poor. <laughs> what are we dealing with? A war machine like nothing we've seen before. The, the retardation 2000. The retardatron. Sorry, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> they crashed the other in 1999. It's powered by hundreds of slaves that pull it, turn it, and manually fire its weapons. Are we prepared to fight it? And apparently we are. This just keeps getting stranger and stranger. The latest one. Please kill us. We can't stand being slaves to these idiots. I like how the bit is in the slave's mouth as yes. opposed to in somewhere where he actually might be able to put some leverage on it. Right. Is it because it's the Retardatron 2000? Uh, That's uh, all they could come up with? Well, we'll go with that rather than, you know, questioning his <laughs> lack of drawing skills. <laughs> but apparently I go ahead and grant their wish by destroying his face with a the band hammer. So. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I do, I'm not going to lie. I do like these comics. <laughs> uh, they do provide entertainment. Of course, it took a year and a half of bitching for Highlander to appear, and then he's in like one <laughs> panel, never to be seen again. Wasn't his whole contribution being trapped in a rape dungeon? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, being raped man yes. by... Yes. Uh, we're not going to go into that right now. <clears throat> oh, dear. Dimitri is saying that you can get out of tickets easily in Belgium. It's easy in Brussels. The local courts are overburdened. So just don't pay your ticket and they'll let it slide. Nice. Or they come back to you like 15 years later. We finally got to your docket! Fuck. Huh. Just reading oh, up on yeah, I was just catching up there and then thinking about the possibility of getting out of random misdemeanors by just not showing up is very appealing to someone like me. Yeah, because I'm sure that would work for you. With your luck, they'd probably decide that day to pop you. Yeah, there'd be like a SWAT team at my front door. Pay the fucking parking ticket. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, look, this is, it just keeps getting more red and orange. It's like wow. a, It's like a bad acne over northeast Ohio. And we're in the green part now, and it looks bad. Yeah, we're going to zoom in right here. I am right here. So we're not even in the thunderstorm warning yet. It's not even here yet. So It looks like it's here outside. I'm not going to it? Yeah, well, it's it's the rain, but the worst of it's not here yet. So It wasn't really raining that much. I mean, it's sporadic. It's hitting, but it's not. it hasn't started yet. Clueless says the Erie County Sheriff says Sandusky has trees down, power lines, flooding. So basically anybody who went to Cedar Point today is gone. Nice. Just gone. Top throw dragsters on its side, just in flames. <laughs> what happened to the Gemini? It just collapsed. All five people riding it were dead. It is funny. Actually, um, a couple friends of mine went up there three Sundays ago, up to Cedar Point. No lines at all. They said they waited. In Cedar Point? Ten minutes. On a Sunday, yeah. In summer? Yeah. They, they said they waited ten minutes tops for everything. And they rode everything because his little girl is finally tall enough to ride most of the coasters. Right. So they wanted to do everything because she actually likes coasters, which is somewhat strange for a child. But it's awesome. I sure as hell don't. Oh, I love roller coasters. But I go it, on them now, but I, uh, I don't know. Right. Uh, as a kid, most kids don't like them. She right. loves them. So now that she's tall enough, they were all zoned, you know, so they went up there. But they're expecting, you know, two hours here, an hour and a half there, maybe three hours or something like Top Thrill. They said even for Top Thrill, Millennium Force, all of them, uh, Mantis, uh, all, it's been a while since I was up there, so I can't remember all their names, but 
for everything. They were waiting 10, 15 minutes tops. Oh, I can't remember all the names. There was, yeah, the Raptor, the Magnum, the Mantis, the Iron Dragon. Iron Dragon. Top Thrill Dragster. Top Thrill Dragster. No, no, no. Iron Dragon's the red one where you sit in it. It's got oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The Mean okay. Streak. Mean Streak. That's the, the wood one. Yeah. yeah. Blue Streak. That's the wood one from the 60s. Right. <clears throat> the Mine Ride. I don't know if it's still there. It used to be. I know. All I know is they have a ton of fucking coasters. The Gemini. That's the racing coasters. Did you say Millennium Force? Yeah. No, no, I did not. Millennium okay. Force. Millennium Force. Mantis. Did you get that one? Uh, that's the stand up one. Stand-up. I hated that one too. Man, my, my legs kill me when I got back. When oh, I, got, I always liked that one. I, I, I don't even know why, but I got off it and my legs were like, my muscles were bulging. I'm like, oh, God, this hurts. I, it was, it's like a Charlie horse on both legs. Huh. I don't know why. Maybe yeah, I just swear it, I didn't in there wrong. Ever have I that. Yeah, I, I'm like Lilo. I like the stuff that spins really quick. I'm afraid of heights. That's my problem. I, you know, that's my issue. Ah, uh, okay. Scrub, want to know what people do for fun in the Midwest? Man, that's a serious storm. Let's watch it and talk about how it wasn't as bad as the one back in 2005. <laughs> Well, this one isn't near as bad as the one we had on Friday. But uh, did you get hit? Oh, that's right, you weren't even here. No, but actually, we got hit by a massive storm last that night. That was the one that was that came through last. Yeah. that uh, came through here on Friday. It, yeah, 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 dude, driving out of the Outer Banks, it hit us. I'm not even kidding because I was up late playing. We were playing since because I think you even said, "Wow, it's really starting to get nasty out right. here." Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, I went outside after we were done playing. And I could literally see lightning hitting the ocean. Just like, holy That's gonna shit. That's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was really cool. But at the same time, it was really goddamn fucking scary. Because you're looking at it going, huh, that's completely random. And I don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but most of it hit the ocean. But I'm telling you, driving out this morning for the first, I don't know, three, four hours of the drive, we were looking around and it's just debris everywhere. Yep. I mean, trees were down. I saw a house that actually had, like, the corner of it just, like, sheared off because a tree came down in the front yard. No shit, yeah. really. I mean, just, they got fucked up. The first gas station we tried to stop at, we pulled in, tried to fill up, no power. Huh. You know, and there were probably, like, three other cars there going, what the hell? You know, because we're all just a bunch of dumbass tourists going, right. why won't it work? What kind of crazy <laughs> southern nonsense is this, you know? But, Where's the horse and the wheel? Get this thing going. Right. What the hell? Gas was cheap as hell down there, though. Actually, it's, it's not bad up here now. It's like three fourteen, three twelve. Well, that's what surprised the hell to me because when we left, it was three sixty, and then we got down there and it was like two ninety nine. That's what happens when your economy takes a nosedive into the shitter. Well, so. yeah, when there's no more demand, the price goes down. What's but, that? Healthcare passed. Fuck, sell it off. We're done. Close <laughs> shut shop. it down. Shut it down. Going to Mexico. But yeah, so it, it was crazy because I mean, like literally, when I left here, it was three sixty a gallon. And then, or three fifty nine. I'm sorry. Then we got down there, and it was like three oh nine, two ninety nine. On the actual island, it was three thirty nine because nobody wanted to leave to go get more. You know, how big an island is this there. place? The Outer Banks are pretty big. I mean, they're not wide, but they're very, very long. Okay. So, so you do like fish, or just sit on the beach, or what? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, sat on the beach, went swimming. We got a beach here. Rented a surfboard. Did that for a little bit. You can't really go on it, but we have a beach, right? Um, <laughs> we can relax. go on it. You're just gonna die. It's you know sometimes it's just nice to put a thousand miles between yourself and any problems you may have. Mm. So, but yeah, it was very relaxing. Unless you happen to be in a state that's looking for you because you have a warrant out for not paying your ticket. That was my buddy. That was your me. buddy. I mean, that's I, right. That was you. I I don't know how nervous he may have been about SWAT teams and police brutality, but <laughs> I didn't have any concerns. <laughs> I'm wanted in Ohio. I got away from Ohio. See how that works? Yeah, it's beautiful. I ran seven states because I didn't want that click a ticket. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> That's funny. 
you can take my life, but you can't have my $88. Which I don't have to give you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I honestly don't. I get paid tomorrow. That's how I'm going to pay for it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, the big plan is next Friday is we're going to the Indians game in the casino because Baron Von goes to his wedding on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's how we're going to spend it is going to the game and then wasting all of our money at the casino nice. here in Cleveland now that it's opened. It's not. Have you been there yet? I have not. I've been there twice. It's nice. I've heard both. One that it's one giant slot machine with a small table for poker, and then there's it's nice for what it is. It's going to get better when they build the well, yeah, the standalone one exactly. Yeah, yeah, for what it is now, it's nice. I'm comparing it not to Vegas, which I've been to, and if I was any closer, would probably destroy me. I'm comparing it to the Indian casinos in California. Oh, I see. For what it is, it's nice, and I don't I don't know what people expect. Of course, it's one giant row of slots. There are table games in the middle and slots all around and video poker and all those types of games. That's what casinos are. If you're expecting something different, you're fucking wrong. Vegas hotel and casinos have the floor space and, frankly, the number of people to make an entire floor of table games. And I think that's the difference that people are going in there because they've, for years, because here in in Ohio, it was illegal up until a few years ago to have a casino of any kind. So obviously everybody's going to go out of state. Most of them have been to Vegas. So right. unfortunately, I think that's what they're really comparing it to is, is the casinos we had in Vegas. And you can't. It's apples and oranges. Right. You can't do that just because, a, I mean, our casino, the horseshoe isn't designed to bring in. It's going to bring in some tourism, yeah. but it's not going to bring in a ton. It's not. It, all it's going to be is an added stop for people already coming here, really, in my opinion. So you're not talking about the Vegas casinos, which draw in millions of people a year for the specific purpose of gambling. Right. You're talking about something that... It's about 20 years too late. If that was yeah. your intent, you should have done a while ago. Because right. everybody around here has got it. Erie, West Virginia, uh, Mountaineer, West Virginia. Right. Detroit's got them right across in uh, Windsor, Canada has them. Yep. You can go to the, the riverboats in Kentucky or Necktucky, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, all you're really hoping to do is basically keep, keep your the Ohio locals. people yeah. gambling there. And that's fine. Which I think they'll be away. able to do. It, it's a nice, it, it, for what it is, and it's a relatively a one, so. nice facility. And when they get done with the whole thing, it'll be a nicer facility. Yes. But for what it is, it's fine. I, I've been up there twice now, like I said. Um, the poker room is nice. I enjoyed it. You know, that's where I go just because the house doesn't have an advantage there. Clearly, with severe, uh, you'll probably see uh, legal tender. He's up there every Friday. Every Friday after work goes up there till like midnight. Really? Oh yeah. Every Friday. Playing poker? Or? Uh, no, uh, Texas Hold'em. Poker? Yeah. Po- well, yeah. Gotcha. I, I, when you say poker, I think of of black. Oh, okay. blackjack. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kalila says severe thunderstorm warning for Ashland and Lorraine until eight thirty. So it's getting closer. We're next up. Zero says, "Emp uh, afraid of heights. I should send him a pass for skydiving lessons." Yeah, I no. I uh, actually Lulu went skydiving last Friday, and I didn't even like that because I'm like, oh, I know somebody who's going to go splat and make a giant splotch in the landscape. I was not thrilled. Pesky toaster. Should I drop the forty bucks for the Sins expansion pack? Seems kind of steep. I agree, toaster. However, it's not an expansion pack. It's supposed to be a standalone. It's more of a sequel, even though it's the exact same game that is kind of split in half. I don't know, Vario, what do you think? Would you spend the 40 bucks on it? I mean, I did. We played it all last night. We had a bunch of guys. Right. So, in your opinion, is it worth the money, you think? I think so. Um, but that is, A, because I know I'll get my money's worth out of it playing it. If right. you're not sure on it, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm big into those 4X type of games. It's I enjoy them. I'll play them on my own. I'll play multiplayer. You know, I have probably... 
right now I've got three open saved single player games that I go back to whenever I'm bored. And I have, you know, an hour where I just want to kill some time, I'll hop on and and keep my, you know, waging my war against the machines. But if you're into that, then I think yes. And I do think I'm a little less cynical than you on what it is. I do think the the expansion does offer... um, I especially like how each faction has been differentiated into the Loyalists and Rebels. So there are the faction strengths, and then each Loyalist and Rebel faction has different aspects of that that they get. Um, I, I do think it adds quite a few new strategies if you play it well. Um, actually, like uh, last night. Last night we were playing, and I got rushed hard. And I held on barely by the, I mean, by the skin of my teeth yep. until Emp got there. And I mean, started laying waste. Yeah, my it was basically a fight between this other guy and me. And the way the map was laid out, I was isolated. Um, so Z, Stake, and M were all kind of separated from me and couldn't get to me quick. So this guy moved real fast, had a real nice set of planets around, and built a giant economy. I had a shit economy because it was like my home world and then two asteroids, and then I was able to get to a Terran planet quick enough to to grab it. But I didn't have the money to upgrade it to really turn it into a, a, a source of cash. So my entire fleet consists of just light throwaway units. I'm just trying to slow this fucker down while he comes out. <laughs> Choke me. on my guts. Right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm hoping that instead of greasing the treads of his tanks, I'll clog him up a little bit. <laughs> so all I'm doing is slowing him down, and I'm literally trying to put the most of my disposable ships at the, at the planet he keeps hitting, and then I'll take like 10 at a time and try and go on an end run and make him come back and deal with me while I smash some stuff. Finally, Emp jumps in. And I've been, I mean, I just, I'm so far behind at this point that I don't think I'm going to be able to catch up. But Emp jumps his fleet in, and he's got his Titan. He's got a fully upgraded Starbase that can jump around. I brought everything with me. His fleet's like the most mobile thing in the world. It can go anywhere it fucking wants, and nobody can stop it. That's right, I got the phase phase tunneling. Right, the phase stabilizer built into the Starbase, and he's just... So he's shipping reinforcements directly from his main fleet base, which is like 15 jumps from the area of operation. On the other side of the map. Right. I mean, it would take like an, it would take literally 30 minutes for his ships to jump the normal way and get to the fight. Instead, because of this weird tech he gets as part of this alien armada, he can jump his ships straight into the fight, which is kind of cool. Um, so he's doing that and he's just beating the hell out of this guy. And I get my Titan up because Emp is actually giving me cash to kind of keep me in the game. Um, I get my Titan up and I build enough of a fleet that I come back. And actually one of the technologies that the rebels get, the, uh, the TEC rebels, is, uh, what's it called? I, I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's like uh, Pillage Frenzy or whatever the hell, where for every population of a planet I destroy, I get right. money. Yeah. You're so, basically eating planets. Right. Yes. Not as The Vasari loyalists actually eat planets, and that is hard to stop once they start doing it. But anyways, uh, you know, so I get money for every single person I commit genocide on. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's your reward for wiping out an entire planet of billions of people. Well, and that's actually how it ended up. Oh, I love genocide. Right. And that's how I ended up bootstrapping myself back into the game was because Emp smashed their main fleet. So my guys just went in and started bombing worlds. And I had seen that tech that I hadn't played before, researched it, and I'm just killing off his worlds and getting tons of cash for it. So since you wiped out his defenses, I could just basically rebuild my empire on the blood money (laughs) I was taking off their (laughs) shattered worlds. So, I, like I said, and every every group, every faction, loyalist, or rebel has these little things that differentiate them and make them different, and, and I think it adds a lot of replay value, personally. CPG said he spent about 40 hours so far in the past three weeks with you and I playing online. 
And he goes and says, Emps saving Stakeums last night was awesome. And I kind of oh, felt yeah, bad. That was Stake- sweet. Stakeums finally turns his microphone on. I was like, I've been pitching for 20 minutes for someone to come help me. What the fuck are you guys not listening? I realized my new microphone has a mute button. I had it on. So I was wondering why you guys weren't talking to me. Oh, and that's the funny <laughs> part. Because we didn't even know he was in trouble because we couldn't yeah. hear him. And Emp was so involved in saving my bacon that he didn't notice that steak was getting pressed hard. But, again, that was that cool thing about your fleet. You can go wherever the hell and you want And I did. I turned it. around, went all the way to the north part of the map, and I smashed. Was it yellow? It was yeah, light no, blue. No, it was light blue. Light blue was And no, steak. yellow fleet was up there, too. Remember? Because he was. Right. But then I went Titans, in to hit right. his home world, and, and he had to come. He had nothing left. So. Yeah. And you smashed him. But, yeah, it was. It was cool, though, because, again, I mean, it would have taken you 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes to get up there the oh, normal absolutely. way. You know, jump from one planet to another to another. Would have taken but that's, the part, that's the nice thing about Sorry, like I said, it gives you the mobility. The problem is I can't foresee that actually staying. I can't see it staying put in the near future. i got to believe that that's going to be nerfed. There's no way that they're going to let Vasari continue to have a Starbase. That's mobile because it's basically like having two Titans. Right. You're basically bitch-slapping people left and right, and there's nothing you can do about it. And what's worse, you can have more than one Starbase moving. Yeah. Well, I don't see anybody do. I mean, not the same as Gravity oh, no, World, no, no. but I, I get... I played a game uh, the night before I left for vacation, so it would have been when uh, Tuesday night. I played a game Tuesday night, okay. and uh, the guy was beat. I'd smashed him. It was over. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sure. We have some people listening this evening who I'm sure are waiting with bated breath to hear what we'll say about the little controversy we had the last couple of weeks. And I can see that they're still online and still listening. Never fear. We'll get to you. A little bit of patience. We'll do it after the break. Continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I, I'd smashed him. It was over. Yes. All he had left were star bases and a tiny little... He, he was pulling a Galactica. He was just taking just, what he had and running. Exactly. It was over. I had his worlds. I'd burned his home world to the ground. And it was, I mean, it wasn't even fair. You know the way I play. If you give me more than 15 minutes... You're dead. You lose. Because you're... If yeah. you hit me fast enough, you can throw me off. I'm not great at the rush. But if you give me more than 15 minutes, I've got the infrastructure. You just can't stop. It, it's too late. He gave me, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> I hit him like the war god's own flail. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got this tiny little fleet, and I just showed up with, like, 400 ships, 10 of them capitals and a titan. And I was like, huh, that's a cute little task force you have. Die. <laughs> and then I started nuking everything. So he starts screaming for help, and he's doing it over the public channel. Oh, God, I need help. And they're like, run, run. And I'm like, okay. So I steamroll him. But he actually had a bunch of his star bases, and I had that advanced uh, the thing where you can see the phase lines. The culture. Oh, you can see. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I could actually see him. He had like four or five star bases running. Right. The only way that basically to hold down on making that a super tactic is – Whichever one goes, the first one to get to a gravity well is the only active one. The other ones won't activate as long as there's one there. What the fuck? Scrub's actually got a goddamn sword. He's like, controversial. Let me grab my sword. I, I, sword. I, wow. He's actually got a sword. What was it like a. It's a that a must broad be a government sword? issue. He, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> Hold that thing up there. Is that a broadsword? Yeah, Let's I see, that. see that. I want to see that. Was it like three feet of steel? Come on, Scrub. Course, Hold up your sword. A, you know, there's a bit of a delay between what we're seeing and what they're hearing. That's because he's in a shitty third world country halfway around the world. Yes, he is. I think he's in Kuwait now, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, part of the drawdown or some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about that? Which is probably why he has a stable internet connection and he's indoors as opposed to being outside where it's dark. And probably why he's holding a sword instead of a weapon. Uh, let's see. 
let's see. <laughs> He's got a sword. It's a big one I found in a container box. So now I keep it here for when my corporals act up. <laughs> All right, he's, he's going oh, to show it to us. The hell, man? Is that, oh, my Jesus God. Christ. It's like a claymore. That's a two-hander, man, if I've ever seen one. What the hell? Is that a, like a real sword? That is not an NCO sword. I should go on and pray with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be a Medal of Honor winner or something. He's, he's got, like, Conan's sword. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> There can be only one. Uh, that is impressive. I, now, my question is, is it real? Is it like carbon steel or is it like a stainless steel knockoff? It looks kind of like a copy sword, like my uh, my Gladius upstairs is. It's got a point, but that's about it. Yeah, I see the Porta says, I imagine it'll probably break if you were to use it. Scrub says, oh, well, I think it's supposed to be a dec- it's supposed to be decorative, but imagine if I hit someone with it, it'll fucking hurt. <laughs> it's a goddamn sword. If you- yeah, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's very awesome. Well, Varyar, sounds like you are agreeing with me. I would say go ahead and drop the 40 bucks, pick up Sin of the Solar Empire Rebellion. And you know what? I would say join us on Saturday nights because that's when we traditionally play. In fact, right. Tech Priest was asking, are we going to be playing towards the later half of July because he's gone for whatever reason? I'm sure we will be. I said I, I can't, be, can't imagine we would not be. Uh, Mechahawk and a couple other people did write in about our discussion last week about the Mountain Blade Napoleonic War. Oh, okay. I guess they said it's pretty good. I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, they said you could probably pick it up for like ten bucks. You if don't. I, you don't need Mountain Blade to play it. Okay. If I can pick it up for five, ten bucks, I will. I, I just don't think I would pay twenty for what I saw. Yeah, I, you know and I don't I mean? know that I would either. And you know what? And I have. I'm going to do a little more research to see if I can't. Um, there's no playable demo, which kind of annoys me. But maybe I can find a little more on YouTube to go ahead and watch first. So, pesky toaster. I'm downloading Rebellion now, and I'll practice during the week before I join you guys, so I don't totally suck. Well, I will tell you this, pesky. They really upgraded the difficulty of the AI. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer will beat your ass, so set it to normal. Uh, maybe one or two hards. I-, I wouldn't go any much further than that Yeah. if you're just starting off. It's going to... Because we tried it. That was stupid. Right out of the gate. Well, normally, uh, on the old one with Trinity... We would play me and Emp versus like five hards, two unfairs, and a vicious or an insane or whatever. And so we set it for the same thing, figuring what the hell. We'll just, it'll be new strategies, but the same old thing. And we'd always win. We put it, what was it, like three or four normals and then like three hards and an insane. Unfair, yeah. It was like, it was four of us. It wasn't just you and you. It was four of us against like seven. Oh my God. Just beat the shit out of us. It was dead in 20 minutes. The game was over. Like, what the hell happened? My we pants had like, are down around my ankles. My yeah. butt is sore. I don't know why. We had like ten ships, and the computer shows up with entire armadas. Yes. Just good God. So yeah, it's it's insane. I was actually hoping to get a call from Highlander here, but I'm guessing work must be pretty busy. Hondo, hey Emp, want to see a real sword? Okay, he's actually got a real. What the hell is that? That's a machete. A machete. That's a machete. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a blade. Well, but it's not that's a true, sword. but it's real. I mean, you can actually cut yeah, stuff true. with it. I can bring down my sword too. It's just a carbon, not carbon. It's a stainless steel. Yeah, best I got is a bayonet. But at least that you can use something with it. I mean, you can sure. actually you know kill people. You don't have a K bar? Do they still give out K bars or no? That's what a bayonet. I mean, a bayonet is very similar. Oh, right. It's just got the mount on it, so that you, it's a ring bayonet. Can't believe they still give out. Thank you, Kalilo. Akron Beacon Journal reporting on Twitter. Severe thunderstorms, winds over 50 miles an hour reported just west of Lorraine and Illyria now. That's right on our doorstep. Jeez. Yep. 
Eve is next in that path. Expected by in Medina by eight o'clock. Everybody's whipping out their swords. It's like a sword fest in here. Hmm. Sounds kind of dirty. Okay, I got nothing. Nope. See, yep. yep. There it is. I'm gonna loop it and see right what happens. Right about da, 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 here. Da, da. Oh, it's almost over top. Yep. Oh, oh it's no, time for us to take a break too. Coming. It's right, right there. Yeah. And you know, oddly enough, we're not under a thirst for watch or warning. It's really strange. Uh, I think it's just because the yellow part hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, it, maybe that's it's it. Following the because everything around us is like, yeah, you're right. dead. I, I, you know what? I, I was, I kind of wish it was going a lot slower because Lord knows we need the rain, man. Oh yeah. I don't know if you got to see it. You probably haven't seen the backyard. You probably came right down in here. Yeah, I just came straight through. Fifteen yards of dirt. Ew. On Friday, I came, or on Saturday morning, I took the cat uh, Minerva, the new one. Yeah. The one everybody on the show wanted to name Wiggles McFluffin. With a whole host of titles. That's right. You know what? Maybe somebody can recreate it. What was the uh, the royal title we gave or the imperial title we gave to the uh, cat? Scrub Puppy. Imps listeners. Now 50% more sorty. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I come back and I get a call from my mom, of all people. I'm like, okay. And I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah. She's like, the neighbor who's two doors down from you has a baby backhoe, a cub cadet. Nice. He's going to come over with it. He's going to take it into the backyard. He's going to put all your dirt away for you. I think to myself, okay, how's he going to do that? Because what I'm thinking, I think I like it like a bobcat type thing with like a little shovel in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than a bobcat. It's got a backhoe in the front. I'm on the back, and it's got you know the shovel in the front. Nice. And it's got all kinds of different attachments. So he, he does what would have taken us an entire weekend with three or four people in 90-degree heat about 25 minutes. Dumped it where I wanted, flattened it out. It was great. Then he says, yeah, you know awesome. what, I've got a greater box that I can put on the back of this thing. Why don't we just rip your, your yard apart, we'll level it out, and then you can just reseed it. Fuck yeah, let's do it. How long will it take? <laughs> oh, a couple hours. I'll come back on Tuesday. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the front yard, too. Hell. Yeah, Because we awesome. bought this house, the yard looked like shit. It still does. I bust my ass in the oh, front lawn. Uh, I'll be honest. I was here when you bought the house. It it looks way better than it did. Oh, it did. Yeah, I've sunk a lot of time and effort into it. But, I mean, this guy coming over, that was a godsend. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to be out there. Because it was dumped on Tuesday. I'm sitting at my office. I'm at my desk. And I work, oh, I got a bitch of a case. My phone rings. And uh, and I don't talk to my mom very much. I, I don't talk to her a great deal. But I pick up the phone. I'm like, okay, this is odd. She's calling me at 11 o'clock in the morning at the office. And I'm thinking, great. You know, Mr. Kman went into labor or my daughter got hurt or something. Catastrophic. She says, yeah, the dirt will be here at, thir- you know, about 1 o'clock. Which, of course, gets me off guard. I said, what dirt? She was supposed to call because we have a guy for topsoil okay. that they've known for 30-some years. Yeah, well, we called him. He's going to deliver it today at 20 bucks per yard, which I guess is quite the deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. Okay. So uh, it ended up being about $10 a yard. I'll get to that in a minute. That's awesome. He, is this another instance of you just absolutely jewing a salesperson had of some kind? nothing time? to do with me. It was I work in the connection. Actually, I worked two connections this week. This week. Both, okay. Both my parents, I got to take it. Nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with any kind of, of shenanigans on my behalf getting stuff for far less than it should be. No, you he, say that now, but I find it so <laughs> hard to believe with your track record. 
It is hey, a Varyar, tracker. I got to pick up your phone. I got to tell you about this awesome deal I just scammed this guy out of. I get those calls far too often for me to not think that somehow. You know what? And you have not yet taken up one of those. Like the TV that I had that I called you on. As a 70-inch TV at below cost, you're never going to get if an Oculus Sharp. If I had $1,200 laying around, I would have gladly paid I it. I think I would have gone and, and if I could have gotten away with it without getting divorced, I would have offered enough blood to get it. It was that great. Like I said. Such a I, TV, man. If you'd caught me in the fall, I would have had the money. I would have said, hell oh. yeah, but in summer, I'm broke. Anyways, so I guess he, he she, she says, yeah, but he's going to bring the dirt now. And so it's it was 101 degrees on Thursday. Right. I know because I had to go to a swim meet right after work for four hours. Did you have to time again? No, no, no. This was an away meet, so I didn't have to do shit. It doesn't matter. I had to sit there right. for four hours in, on concrete in front of a pool. Waiting, and my daughter was in one event at the end. 65 events, three or four heats per event. Oh. Oh, Christ. And you oh, were in swim teams. You know all that. Yeah, yeah. Was this an invitational? That sounds like nope. an what is it? It was Brea Rec versus our development's um, swim team. And they had that many heats? Oh, yeah. No, we do. Hell, every oh, year or every time. sucks. T- on Tuesday, we're going to have a home meet and one on Thursday against Longbrook. It's always like that. Oh, my it's like God. Like 400 kids horrible. each. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, 400 kids each. That explains it. Right. Actually, have you watched the Olympics at all? I've been watching some of the trials. I, I didn't see the swimming. That's what I wanted to see, and they didn't have it on. It was. I heard Phelps lost, and like one of them became like second. Uh, he did come in second and one, but then I was actually taken by the uh, the hundred fly. Okay, you know it's uh, Phelps and this guy with a, his name starts with a T. I can't remember. They're the favorites or whatever, but yes. everyone knows Phelps is going to win. But like it's the hundred fly, so there's only two lengths. So he goes down, and on the on the first length he dives in, and I swear to God he's like going fifty percent because he's like half he's a body length behind it. everyone else. And you're like, and you have to think that there are people out there going, oh my God, Michael Phelps is going to lose, and I'm just sitting there going. What does it say about the man and his level of talent, ability, physical fitness, whatever you want to say, that he can just take his fucking sweet time on the way down for half the race and still be fine? And this is the Olympic trials. Yes. This isn't like masters, you know, where it's the seniors still the doing competitive swimming. Is the top in swimming. When it comes to swimming, yeah. yeah. All, you know. But then he hits the turn, and off the turn, he makes up all the ground he's lost. Off the yeah. turn. He's like a body length behind at the turn. He makes it all back. All of a sudden, he's even, and he kicks it into gear. And he just—I mean, he just takes off. Everybody else is completely outclassed. And you're like, I'm pretty sure he was just swimming for fun for the first <laughs> half. And he still almost beat the world record. Ryan Loach is the one. Pe- uh, Pesky Toaster says Ryan Loach. Lochte. Lochte. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's—it's Lochte's year. I swear that guy is freaking good. He did uh, pretty good at the world championships. He so. is—he is freakishly fast. Phelps is gonna have. Phelps is definitely gonna have to work for it if he wants to stay the number one guy. And Lochte might pull it out. So doesn't matter the way. We're bringing home gold and probably. Silver. Oh yeah, scrub. Don't suppose the storm is poised to wipe out Montgomery County off the map. I grew up there. I didn't know you were an Ohio boy. I'm assuming Montgomery is in Ohio. I don't know. If it's south of Cuyahoga County, either. it's the south, as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, so they dump all this dirt. It's fucking dirt, man. Dirt. That's how I started off the show. Damn it. I almost Soil. got you off it with the Olympics. But no, let's talk about your goddamn dirt. So he dumps. She tells me the phone. Yeah, he's going to bring 12 yards of dirt. I said, 12? And she's like, I'm sorry. No, I wrote that around wrong. It's 15 yards of dirt. He's going to put it all around your backyard so you don't have to shovel a lot of it and a bit of it in the front. I, it's 101 degrees. I have nobody lined up to work on this. I, especially with my hands, I'll be damned if I can do all of it myself. Right. So, yeah. 
I come back. I'm driving home, and I'm passing through my development. I pass my parents' house. Well, they've got a big, giant pile of dirt. Oh, it makes sense. I guess they probably got some. I look across the street. He's got three. A little ways down, the one on the left has four and one in the back. The neighbor's, my parents' actual next-door neighbor has two in their back. My aunt has three. I get to mine, I've got seven. This guy sold 67 yards of dirt. Just dropping off at my house because all the neighbors saw it and said, hey, that's a fine idea. We want to level out our yards, too. This Damn. guy made a killing. That's impressive. And I expect another load this coming weekend because I have to do a little more in the back. So, oh, yeah, he made a kill. That's why I got such a discount on mine is because he charged everybody else full price. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. So. That's the way to do it, especially if you're the one that kind of got him in the door with those people. Yes. There's no reason not to give you a discount, especially if he's making that much money off the rest of it. Scrub, yeah, grew up in the rural areas about 30 minutes out of Dayton. Got out of there when he was 18. Dayton? Yeah, there's nothing going on down there. No wonder he left. It's fucking Dayton. All right, folks, we are way past our break. We were supposed to take our break 20 minutes ago. But, you know, dirt and swimming, that kind of, on a show about video games. <laughs> it's just riveting talk radio. It really right is. I mean, it doesn't get much better than dirt and swimming. Especially when there's only two of the three of us. Because with, with Highlander here, we could have, you know, poked him and prided him and gotten to be pissed True. off about something. Speaking of being poked and prided and pissed off, more to gymnastics. Come. Yeah. I actually no. watched that last night. Oh, so did I. I. Did you? Okay. They're like little trolls. They were, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They look like they're 16. And I just know the Chinese got like 11-year-olds just waiting. Yeah. The well, they're like 15 years older, and they've got broader shoulders than I, I do. They're more it's, manly than I am. Good God. I mean, I'm impressed by the athleticism. But after that, you just got to look at them and go, what the fuck is that? I'm glad you traded away your childhood for steroids and look like a man. You better right. bring home the gold and make it worth it. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to discuss that coming up after the break, as well as the mailbag. So make sure you get your questions, your comments, your opinions, and I do mean anyone. Send them to emperor1g at cox.net. However, before we go to the break, as I said at the top of the hour, the top of the show, uh, Pusser, one of our listeners, one of the, well, she's a a global moderator on the forums, and a self-proclaimed brony fan has decided to make her own brony call to arms as such. I read her post as a girl. Apparently, she is to be called a Pegasister. Is that how that works? Yes. I, okay. I, she put uh, some big post up in the, the yes, whole deal. Yes, I did say, yeah, yeah. A sister. Fine. Got it. Anyways, uh, Clueless is here comes the storm. So apparently, it's now raining outside. Just we're going to break. Nope, can't hear it yet. All right, so Poster, I'm going to go ahead and play this. As I said, I would, because uh, unlike a lot of people here, folks, we don't take ourselves too seriously. This is all entertainment and tongue-in-cheek. Take a cue from us, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show. Granted, it's a large show with a large reach and a large fan base. So what? Grow up. With that in mind, I give you, I guess, Pusser's brony call to arms or Pegasus sister. That's funny. All right, folks, we'll be back here in about uh, 15 minutes. Keep it right here. Bronies, hear me. We have once more come under attack. We have been marginalized and mocked. We have been targeted by the most malicious kind of being. Sorry, I had to pause it. Just so you know, she's from Denmark. So she sounds kind of strange. That's why. She's like a Viking or something. I don't know. The cultists of the Emperor's Court. The Bronies and Pegasisters. We must 
not despair, for we know in our hearts that we are not at fault. They fear what they do not understand, and they have never heard the wisdom of Lauren Faust. They have not laughed with the main six. They have not been awed at what have been done with the show just for us. What other show could make a ditzy character one of the most loved background characters? What other show could give us a poltergeist or bridesmaids themed billboard just to announce an important day for the fandom? What other show would let stories play out in the background just for its most misunderstood fans to recognize and love? What other show would teach about love and tolerance? That is what we must do. Even if you cannot find it in you to love them despite all their flaws, at least you must tolerate them. Other franchises would have us march to war only to have us reap anger, frustration and tears. Not My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. We have been taught to tolerate and the Twilightlicious Tara Strong herself has introduced twirling as only Twilight Sparkle can do it. We are better than this. We cannot be hurt. We cannot be taunted into action because we know better. We know how to love and tolerate. Despite their hatred, we can even love and tolerate the cultists of the Emperor. Remember the lessons Sekora taught us. We are the ones that are different. We are the ones that are feared. And their pinky pies make up songs about us. And yet, all it takes is Apple Bloom daring to walk out that door. But it cannot be forced. And we must be patient because no shop in Ponyville will be open before they learn that one mask says hello and another welcome. Bronies and Pegasisters, join me. We will not take up arms against the court. We will not be hurt by their attacks. We will not clock to this. We will tolerate. That is, if you don't mind. You're listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. I would never allow you to carry the show on your own. You're like... This is Foyar, and then you just shut down. Where the hell are you going? With like 20 seconds left, you just got up from your chair and ran away, and I'm like, what the? I can't do that. No. Light was distracting. Uh, Khalil, it looks like the storms have actually broken up as they were approaching pretty much where we are. And as uh, Foyar was very apt at saying, I guess the Emperor protects. Uh, Indeed. There's no other way to say it. It's raining, but it looks like the worst of it is just dissipated. Right. And it's just spot rating, so it's not even that big a deal. Um, anyways, we're back here on the Emperor's Court here on Versal World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined studio by Varyar. Always a pleasure. And no Highlander. I'm actually looking for that, and I think... Do I have it? No. Uh, sounder for him? Yes, I, well, no, I, the, Emperor's, <laughs> the Emperor protects Sounder, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm positive I've got it. I think it might be on the other Whopper, though. Ah... Uh. That sucks. That would have been a great dropping. Oh, well. It is better to die for the Emperor than live for yourself. Now we'll use that one. That'll work. Anyways, uh, so <clears throat> what are we going to do? We have a bunch of articles to get to this evening we haven't even gotten to. We have the mailbag yet to come. Everybody is gone from the 
video wall. I guess they're still on their bathroom break. Hmm. Kind of strange. How dare they? Uh, the top of the hour, we're, eh, about a quarter or two, we're going to get to the mailbag, so half an hour from now. So if you have a question, a comment, opinion, get it in now, Emperor1G at Cox.net. Speaking of which, we might as well get that out of the way, uh, since I was kind of stalling. Now, I had said at the top of the show that the talking points have really changed. We kind of hemmed and hawed about it. We, we kind of worked around it. But they changed right up until when the show went on the air. And primarily what I'm getting around to is the bitching, the whining, the screaming, the nagging and neighing of the Brony community, as well as that of the, what is it, that uh, the Gamers Inn, that show we lambasted uh, last week. You know, you say lambasted, I, we've gone, all right, first off, a free admission. We're a round table of assholes, but that's what makes <laughs> us entertaining. I mean, that's uh, we're assholes in our own way. No He's arguments. a liberal racist asshole. You're just a giant asshole. I'm a drunken <laughs> asshole. I mean, that's what we are. And that seems to be well understood for the most part. But I, I thought we held back on them. We I, did. I didn't think we went. Th- I mean, aside from that one, you know, last week when we did that whole five minute, you know, uh, what do you call it? Cold open. Yeah. You know, well, where the, we, yeah, where start, we, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was fun. And, and Maybe our we didn't. I think it was the more most constructive the, criticism, but it was all valid. I thought the but, previous show. I think when when my meltdown, in which I, although people okay. say for for entertainment's sake, I stand by every damn thing I said. Well, of course, but and I mean, we all do. My point being, I I didn't think we went that hard. I was very we didn't. we didn't. I was very surprised, and like I said, I was on vacation when you called me, and you're like, "Oh, this thing's blowing up," and I. I got All four people that were complaining well, about it. And yes. that's, that's the thing. I mean, you were like, people are raging about it. And I got online, and there's like, you know, four or five people losing their shit, most of them brownies. And then one guy who I don't know who he was. Um, I'll be honest, I was surprised by that. I was very surprised by that. I didn't think it was at all off the reservation for what we normally do. It and, wasn't. And, and it, I think one of the things that may have maybe triggered the whole thing is maybe people don't realize how we pick our targets. It is literally the first thing our <laughs> eye falls upon. We'll be browsing the way, and if you listen to the show, you can, actually, the, yeah, you can actually right. hear the whole process of us going, oh, let's make fun of bronies. And that's I how it happened. Yeah. I don't remember how it was. Then yeah, we, we found that convention. Right. Then we were looking at that hot chick who turns out to be 80. And then all of a sudden there's a radio <laughs> show, and we're like, fuck it, let's rate them. Right. I mean, it, it's like an impulse shopper buying a candy bar at Walmart. It's just the first thing we see. Now, what it, And what I went back to is actually read it. And the blow-up, uh, and they're not... They're mutually exclusive uh, issues. The whole brony thing, the who are all butthurt about, the fact that we shine a giant spotlight, and the fact that a bunch of men are uh, right. are enamored with a bunch of female horses for a seven and up age group TV show. That in and of itself is deviant and strange and weird and Agreed. is wrong. So I went back and looked at this Gamers In thing, which is that thread that was going on there. And as it turns out, it was primarily bronies kind of trying to turn the subject back to the original raid we did last week that was such success. And I applaud you and thank everybody for joining in on that, and that was great. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Having said that, it looks like they were trying to turn that into some kind of talking point, and it really wasn't there, which was, Emperor is intolerant and doesn't like other groups, people like bronies. Well, Sorry. Again. I don't. To use their own rules, though, they're the ones that are supposed to be all love and tolerance and shit, and it doesn't seem like they tolerate us very well. Yes. Like I said in the forums, we're the ones made of hate and discontent. They're supposed to be sunshine and rainbows. What the hell? So I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's the know, same thing with anything else, just like the Democratic Party. It's I'm, all out, right. both sides of your mouth. Well, yes. and, and there's another point to be made there. that Nobody said word one 
until that Dr. Moriarty douchebag yes. spoke up. Imagine that. And has anyone looked at, I mean, has, have any of our listeners actually looked at his post count? This guy shows up once every two or three months, bitches about something that has happened on the court. To this show... Yes. Yeah. He stirs yeah. some shit up and then he runs. He never sticks around. The guy never stays to back up. <laughs> yeah. He just he, he stirs shit and runs. Right. And until that jackass, I'm gonna go ahead and say, go. until that jackass showed up and said some shit, none of this was a big deal. Nothing had happened. The bottom line when it comes down to is the fact that what we have here is a failure for people to grow up and act like an adult. This is entertainment. Now, granted, the whole brony thing is very strange i don't get it i don't like it and i think it's it, more so than deviant i think it's borderline pedophilia it really it really reeks of that whole thing with me but you know what the other thing too is these people seem to have a very very large entitled uh elitist type of look of themselves and of their community and of their group and that really irritates the hell out of me i agree this is for all intents and purposes, a show of entertainment. Now, granted, we have hundreds of people that will join in on what was some fun. Right. Nobody from the place we raided gave two shits. They just the, banned us. It was over in 15 minutes. They the banned one guy us. They cleaned who our shit wrote out, in, and who, who, one guy wrote in, and I'll read his email later this evening, thought it was funny, enjoyed it. That go. was it. That okay. was the extent of it. It was the three or four people that were butthurt here on this community. And apparently some of them might be part of another show. I'm not from, you know, I don't really follow that. Not, not the gamers in one, but a different one. Okay. They're bronies and they're all up in arms or all in ho- up in hooves. Who cares? I, yeah. I, I don't give a goddamn. I don't. And that's how tonight started off with me, Vire. It was, you know what? Kill them all like God's or mouth type of burn everything, hellfire and brimstone. Burn the heretic. Yes. Let's turn, you know, the cult loose on everybody and fuck the world. That was where I was going. I know. You were texting me while I was driving Yes, home. I was pissed. Pissed that these people, for one, the whole brony thing, I mean, you are not above criticism. You are not above any kind of ridicule. Just because somebody doesn't agree with whatever it is you happen to like, in this case, a bunch of animated ponies, doesn't give you the right to go ahead and turn around and say, well, everybody has to agree with my point of view or you have to be quiet. No, that isn't how the world works. Certainly right. not here. And that actually, you know, I did get one message uh, regarding my post, my reply that I wrote while yes. I was sitting on the beach and very uh, pissed off that this was intruding on my relatively idyllic vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote that, really, I don't know, half page wall of text thing that was my response. And, you know, I, I got a res- uh, uh, PM. I got a private, private message, message saying, yeah, yeah. you know, look, I agree with your points. I understand where you guys are coming from, and I get why you're saying what you're saying. Hell, I even agree with most of it. But the way you put it out there may have been a little counterproductive because there were some pers- I-, I said something about fapping to Princess Sparkle or whatever the hell. and Which I'm sure happens. Right. Uh, we saw the I material of the porn that's look, out there. We thing. didn't like, make Jesus any Christ. of the material right. we raided with. They, they made it themselves. It. Right. But, I mean, the whole point is I was pissed off. And, and it's exactly like you said. I, it, I, It's no secret. I don't like bronies. I don't understand None it. None of us do. Not, I think not it's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. And, and okay, if you want to do that and that's your thing, fine. That's fine. But I don't have to like it. It's kind of like the gay thing. If you want to be gay, go nuts. Fine. Keep it to yourself. It's not my cup of tea. I personally find it strange, but I'm not going to interfere with it as long as you keep it to yourself. But the part that blew my... I mean, I wanted so to blow my... So you're comparing homosexuality to bronyism. Got it. I see the, <laughs> I see the link. Continue. Uh, fuck. All right, well, I just... Uh, there's no way I can get that back. <laughs> no, you can't. That, it's uh, out there. Right, yep. Point me. Well, 
Oh, Congressman Varyar, another shattered dream. Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was gone the minute you signed yeah. up with this oh, group. Oh, I know. But the first quickening put paid to that plan. But, I mean, the point being, I, I don't like it, I don't get it, but fine. You do what makes you happy. But as soon as we make fun of it, and then they come back like they are some kind of untouchable group, that how dare you mock us? When we mock everybody, You're we not mock a ourselves. You're not a lobby. You You're not right. a voting block. Uh, uh, that... It made me so freaking mad to see that these people thought that somehow because we'd made fun of them, we'd cross the line. But when we make fun of everybody else, like I said, including ourselves, that's okay. That there's some protected special little snowflake. You know, it's the same thing with, with the other show that we ripped on. And, and it aggravates me insofar as this. And, and I will give a bit of, I will give a, an iota of credit here in a minute. I have a very, very, and anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time, back to when I started this back in 02, not necessarily here, but et cetera. I have a very high uh, requirement of, of I'm trying, to, I'm trying to word this correctly, and I'm not doing a very good job of it. I require people to put a lot of effort into it. Okay, what? I, I forgot I told that story. Congressman Varyar, is it your policy to get smashed and harass fat people on prom nights and Ruby Tuesdays? I forgot I told <laughs> that story on the air. <laughs> so I said you've already fucked yourself I don't know how many times. <laughs> the fact that you're driving, that. I don't know, speeding uh, on a suspended license, getting air on the railroad tracks down the street. Cross my fingers. Hold, fourth wall, hold! There you go. <laughs> I expect a lot of people to, if you're on this network, all right, it's assumed yeah. that you have a show of some kind of quality. And... If that is not the case, if you are found wanting, if you are found lacking in a variety of different ways, not just technical, but also the way you present yourselves, then I expect somebody to have some kind of improvement over a, you know, a period of time, whether that's a year, a bunch of months, 25, 30 episodes, what have you. And when I don't see it, and Gamers In isn't the only one, and it's not just on this network, there's a lot of shitty podcasts out there, all right? My point is, I expect better, especially if you're sharing the same space, space with us. Nim says, Emperor has high standards when it comes to radio shows. I do. I have high standards. I require, there is no reason why people can't do the same thing we do. And by, let's be honest, we're not exactly a phenomenal show. Well, we are, but go with me here. You know, I, I'm, our content's great, but we definitely have room to improve on things. There is, look, nothing's perfect. But the of bottom, course. I mean, look, the numbers don't lie. Right. I mean, we're exactly. leaves and bounds ahead of everybody else. I get that. And that's fine. That's where we should be. But that doesn't mean people shouldn't be striving for it. And I get the whole thing. Well, it's we're just doing it for fun. That's fine. You know what? We're not doing this for a paycheck either. We're right. doing it for fun. But it doesn't mean you can't be busting your ass to try and make yourself better. And you know the whole thing is, well, you know, no one told, you know, has taught us anything. We're editing our stuff ourselves. You know what? When I started doing this in 2002, nobody had done it, period. I was alone out there in the goddamn wilderness. No one taught me how to do it. I went and bought editing software and figured out how to do it myself. I had to use a Shoutcast plugin for Winamp. There was no such thing as Sam Coder or anything else that people use today. I edited in my own drop-ins. I edited in my own. I made my own advertisements, my own bumpers, my own stings. To this day, I do all of it myself. I edit the show myself. I post it myself. All the drop-ins, everything you hear is done by me. It is very much a one-man show, other than when we hit the air and I got you and Highlander here. Right. So using the argument, well, it's one person doing it, I'm sorry, it doesn't fly with me. I do it all myself. I'm a very busy guy. I'm a family man. I've got a career. Hell, if you listen to the show, you know I've been busting my ass for months, working six days a week. You know what? I'm still able to put together one hell of a show right. once a week for three to four hours. Okay? 
Now, to their credit, I'll give them this, which is interesting because neither one of these show hosts for the Ink Gamers Inn have appeared anywhere on this network in three months or more. I will give them credit. I like this. Who was it? Uh, is it Jocelyn is her name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Jocelyn. Basically posted on the forums, finally coming back, saying that they use a, a headset and mic, kind of what we did before before we made the switch from WC Radio to BTW. We uh, also the used, old days. Right. We also used the headset and mic. I still do on Gaming Nights for Sins of the Solar Empire. Right. All right. That kind of thing, as far as the quality of the mics, you can only do so much. But it doesn't necessarily you know, excuse you from interaction with your host, show content material, the way you present yourself, the editing at the beginning, etc. All those things are, are very small hit-miss shit that should have come out in the wash a long time ago. Now, to her credit, they say they're working on it. They don't take it personally. They don't even listen to the show. They have no clue. I know one of them is listening right now. Good for you. Maybe you walk away with something. Is it personal? No. I just expect that if you're going to be on the network, I expect the best. And I haven't seen that. And maybe that's just me. Took a personal front to it. We did it. We did the parody last week. Everybody loved it. People thought it was fantastic. Thought it was hysterical. And you know what? A lot of it's true. That is simply the point. But, again, yeah. like I'm saying, I keep saying, to their credit, they acknowledge it. They say, well, they'd like to get some feedback. They'd like people to tell them. And for all we know, maybe no one had bothered to tell them. You know, And I, I can only base myself off of what I see in the forums, which is when their shows were up here to actually look at, and for some reason, miraculously, they're all gone. They had five views, ten views. So people are looking at that, and I'm assuming they're hitting the link to go listen to the episode. Now, maybe, for the, for all I know, they have tens of thousands of listeners. I find it hard to believe that no one in all this time has pointed out to them things they could have improved on, things that were wrong, or things that didn't work. But for these bronies to go ahead and, and take up their banner and use it as some sort of... of a proxy, you know, attack against us because we don't like their fandom. Fuck you. Grow up. Get over it. It was a one and done. All five of you posting and complaining because you happen to like My Little Ponies, good for you. You know what? Today, the sun came up. You still like My Little Ponies. We're still doing the show. And tomorrow, no one's going to care about any of this. And least of all me. And at the end of the day, in two weeks, we'll be mocking something completely new. different. Yes. And you can all enjoy that while we mock something that isn't your hobby. And it'll probably piss someone else off. Who cares? So uh, I, I agree with you, too. The gamers in credit, they don't take it personally. It, and you know what? It wasn't meant personally. It was just fun. You know? I mean, well, at the end again, of the day. when you have people lining up by the dozens. And the dozen saying best last two episodes, best ones all year. No, I'm not going to say the best episodes of all time. I've had far better ones. And to your point earlier, we pulled our punches. We didn't have yeah. to. Trust me, if we really wanted to destroy people, we can. Yeah. We that wouldn't be here very much longer, but we could right. do it. I mean, it would it would be suicide, or well, not suicide, but at least for us here, it would probably, be a kamikaze would, run, and that'd be that. Right. It would be a scorched earth approach, which is stupid. Yes, but I mean. Yeah, we definitely, for us, that was lighthearted. So, <laughs> you know, eh, whatever. So that was the extent of it. And, and again, this, this, the tone you're getting now and the monologue you're getting now is significantly different than what you would have gotten this time yesterday. Uh, highly significantly different. Uh, it would have been much more... Fire and brimstone? Militant, yeah. I think. 
Yes. I don't know. It, the thing of it is, for like you said, for us, it's done and over with. Because these are not these are two different things to, uh, that we simply don't care enough about. They were in our crosshairs. We took our shots. Everybody laughed. Move on to the next show. But there's a few people on here who decided to take it up as their personal cause. And a lot of them, let's be honest, a couple of these people have an extra grind against me and have since the WC Radio days. Abian and a couple other ones out there. I mean, it's the usual suspects. It's the same people, like you said, like the Moriarty guy. You only see him once or twice every four or five months. When he pops up, it's because he doesn't like something we've said. He doesn't like Highlander's quickening, or he doesn't like the comments we made about a show, or he doesn't like us making fun of some asshole StarCraft mod who decided to start banning people because they had the audacity to defeat the developer of the game. Right. That guy's forums still haven't come back up. <laughs> Actually, I think they probably have. It's been a few months. So there you go. Uh, That's Steve know. Jobs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like that? He's <laughs> not dead after all. So that is the extent of it. I have no intention of continuing it. It was a one-and-done thing for the bronies. My comments stand as well as my criticism of that show. They can improve it. They don't have to improve it. I don't plan to listen again. I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Fire. What I would like to see happen. I would like to see them make great strides. Improve their show. Get it up to a quality of the same par ours is. They don't have to cover the same content. Lord knows no one else does. We all do our own thing, and I get that. There's uh, many different paths to get yourself to excellence. Of course. Ours just happens to be most direct, most successful. Of course. <laughs> Naturally. I would like to see them get on a par with us and then come back at us. That would be awesome. I'd like to see them throw the football back at us. That would be something. Because we've done it before with other shows, and a couple of them took some shots. They failed, but they at least tried. But, you know, if you look back. Like, but, but when, rape, there's lore. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if you look back and you look back at those shows, and, you know, I've listened to the archives before I came on. and Yes. Those shows where... The you know you guys go after someone and then they they come back. I mean that those are always the best shows. You know those are the best. Like you'll have a string of three or four shows where it's just great content because you know our listeners are going over there, their listeners are coming over here. It's good cross pollination. And it, sure. you know if you're the smaller show, you get bigger exposure. If you're the bigger show, and you that's get better just content and feedback. You have a lot of people, lots of lots of listeners of this show that probably went over there and at least checked them out for the first time. Right, people that. And let's be honest, again, going simply based on the traffic I see here, nobody was paying attention to that show on VGW. Right. And they can make all the claims, oh, we're a part of the community. Okay, well, maybe you are, but you're only around here three or four months. I mean, once every three or four months, no one posts in your forums. There's no traffic to any of your links. Yeah. So one would think that the people aren't listening. Well, they are now. And now's the time. If you're going to make some improvements, now's the time because you have some people listening. Right, and hopefully you can keep some of them and continue to improve your show. It's just like I said in my post, you know, it wasn't personal. I personally, I wish them all the best. I hope they do succeed. I hope they make great strides with their show. I won't show. wish them the best, but I, I wish them all the best. They, they haven't done anything to me, like you said. It was a one and done. It was a drive by for us. It, it was a goof, you know. If in a year their oh, show I, was, it was ex- a goof. But yeah. I stand by everything I said. Oh, of course. So do right. I. I. I'm not backtracking any of the criticism nope. we laid out. I think it was all valid. Nope. But. At the end of the day, I hope in a year they are successful. I hope in a year they have an awesome show and their numbers are, well, not as good as ours because <laughs> that'll be tough, but, you know, almost as good as ours. I hope they've made great strides. You know, personally, I have no problem with them, and like I said, I hope they do great. But I don't walk back anything we said, and I don't feel bad about it. I, I was I'm just, not going to. I have no intention of ever doing that either. You know, I, for us, it was done as soon as we signed off. As soon as the show was and over, And that was, was my over. point because it's, it's you're an afterthought. 
and not then, big enough to, to pay more attention other than the one, you know, the one off and, and off and running. Right. We had our show. We had our fun. And then four days later, all of a sudden, it was like, what the hell is going on? Actually, it was kind of a bad idea to do the, the opening of the show last week where we parodied the gamers in because nobody got the joke. Really? People listening to the previous cast who had checked it out understood what we were talking about. The rest were like, oh, we, don't, we don't get it. Oh, the music okay. and the soft talking and the, the monologue, it, it, none of it really made any sense. Huh. But... I, I mean, thought it was funny. Uh, well, I thought it was. Uh, yeah. I thought it was hysterical too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But you know what? And and no one says that that they necessarily have to try and swing for the fences to get to go where we've been. It's their show. They just can do whatever the hell they want. Improve the show. Right. Just make it sound. I know you're doing it for fun. There's no reason you can't make it sound at least semi-professional. And you know what? That's not a criticism just of them. It's a criticism of a lot of shows. Not just on this station, but across the end. There's a lot of people that have a microphone that have no business talking into it. True. But the other thing to remember is you are motivated by a arrogance so extreme that you, you have to live up to your own expectations, which is admirable and is one of the reasons you are driven to do what you do and put out the quality content that you do. Other people If we're trying to aren't. make this station... Put it on the map. Trying to get people to come here. Love to Trying do it. to have a lineup, start to finish, of great quality programming. You know what? Then I, yeah, I expect better of a lot of people. I don't disagree at all. And there are shows on here. Show X, uh, Casual Hardcore, uh, Alex Sakani's, you know, video game music one. These Tadpool's are all shows. not bad. Yeah, Tadpool's decent. I like that. And yeah, Tadpool Tech. I, yeah. That's come a long way. Oh, yeah. I that like... started off kind of rough. Those it are all did, but actually, good shows. Have you listened in the last month or so? Yes. I, I have, and I actually... I most of the shows on the network I listen to, but I can't listen to all of it. You know, Show X, Casually Hardcore, and our show are the three that. Well, our that's show I'm here, but pretty much those, things run. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's the power block, as it's called, or whatever. And those are the ones I listen to regularly. Um, Tadpool's come quite a long way. Yeah. Actually, I enjoyed their show uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. The point is, when they started off, it was a lot different than if you were to listen to them now. Yeah, they've made great strides. Right. The point is, they're making strides. Right. And really, that's what it comes down to. Oh, I can see now. Text fans, Lulu, what does she want? Uh, yes. Real simple. Great radio. So, it really is. It's like <laughs> eating or drinking on the radio, like you're doing right now. Actually, I need to get on a root beer. At I some was point. drinking because you were talking, and then you just let Mountain me Mountain Dew, you let me down. No alcohol whatsoever. Uh, a, I'm poor. And I was going to say, I told you I'm trying not to. I'm trying to drink less on the God, air, okay. apparently that's a thing. So That's bullshit. You can't. Really? Hey. That's okay. That goes out the window right now. If that's your excuse not for drinking, I, I slam my hand upon the car table we use as a test <laughs> when we have multiple <laughs> microphones set up. Absolutely. I expect you alcoholic and belligerent. That's Done. half your shtick. You don't have a segment. You don't do anything other than show up drinking, bitch. That's your whole point. That's what I do. Other than the fact that you're now a reverend who can marry people. How the hell did that happen? Don't do that. That's blasphemous. <laughs> don't make the sign of the cross in front of me. I'm a good Catholic boy. I went to church today. I didn't burn one. What if I do it like this? Can can you tolerate do it, that? No, or? do it backwards. Do like it, up, down, oh, shit. left, right. I, I can't. It, it just, no, no, it's down, not, up, left, right. Wait. That's like the Eastern Orthodox. That's weird. That it's feels like, weird. <laughs> Like, I can do the normal crossing. That feels natural, but backwards is hard. I can't help but notice the Konami code is very similar to the Stations of the Cross. Up, down, left, right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It just happens. Why that never really occurred to me when I was in PSR class as a kid, I don't know. 
Scotty, it seems like a no-brainer when you've learned how to improve your content. It's a no-brainer to do so. Now I just need to work on my typing and IRC skills. Khalil <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, this is not a negative comment, but Ag- Emp is a perfectionist. I understand where he's coming from. I'm not, but see, that, and maybe I, I'm misconstruing my message. I'm not expecting perfection out of anybody. I'm expecting improvement from one show to the 28th. And I don't see that in some, this being one of those examples. Now, granted, maybe now that they're aware of it, maybe they agree with it. Maybe that they realize that the spotlight is now on them, so it's time to make some strides. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. From this point on, it fails to be of any concern of mine. They're now an afterthought. They don't listen to the show. They don't give a damn. They're listening now. Good for them. Beyond tonight, I doubt they will care. I don't think, what is it? Hang on. Let me look this up. Is it Ryan and Jocelyn? I don't think they're going to lose any sleep over the fact that somebody doesn't like their show. No more than I do because some brony fans don't like mine. At the end of the day, just don't listen. Nothing says you have to listen to the show just because all your friends are, your family is, and you feel left out at the party because everybody knows what happened on the Empress Court on Sunday and you don't. <laughs> Nothing just like... Okay, how can I argue with that kind of logic? I, I, it, it makes sense to me. Sakani says, I've spent a lot of time cleaning up my audio. You know, you've improved when you've gotten to the point where you can't stand to listen to your earlier attempts. I can't stand to listen to myself talk at all. I cannot. I hate having to go back and listen to the archives. Now, Highlander does, but he does it from a content point of view, not from a delivery. I hate when I hear myself talk. Because then I start picking up every uh, um, awkward pause, you know, reading it off the, the screen incorrectly. That's when the perfectionist kicks in, and I like, I sound like a douchebag. That's what I'm really trying to do, actually. That's kind of the persona. But the point being, it just drives me up a wall. I hate it. It's like people that, yeah. in, in Hollywood that can't see themselves in, this, in a movie. They don't go to the premieres because they can't stand to see themselves. It's the same way with me. I hate it. I don't hate it. I, I probably only listen to one of our episodes a month after the fact, and it's generally one of the, like, one of the ones where I'm really late and I miss something. Fuck you, Z. I'll go back and listen Fucking to that. Fucking C-Nanners. Fucking C-Nanners. <laughs> <laughs> now, you want to talk about a random meltdown? There you <laughs> go. Fucking C-Nanners, man. You make $500,000 in YouTube money, and all he does is fucking talk about goddamn cooking cooking while he plays video games. But yeah, I, once a month, and it's generally an episode where I miss something, and then I'll listen to see what I missed. So, I don't know. It's just weird to listen to yourself talk. It is, and I, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough I've got to hear myself in my headphones as it is. I have a poll going on in the forums right now about uh, a new segment, that Twitter idea I had. And I'm trying to think, do we have too many segments? Now, tonight we don't have any of them airing because uh, Highlander's not here and he has them. So, and unless I'm going to melt down, which is kind of, you know, the random segment I have when it shows up. And right. I guess tonight pretty much came as close as you're going to get to this evening. Unless, I don't know, like another C-Nanner's fucking news article fucking CNNers. <laughs> <laughs> you know he was on cnn right uh, <laughs> ass lick <laughs> yeah okay uh. anyhow uh da, 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 da. so i mean that's that i i i plan on giving it no other concern nor the thought past this evening but i wanted to wrap it up in a nice neat bow so we don't have to come visit this next week not that i intend we probably i don't intend to and i don't see us having to yeah, I see no reason we would have to come back to it at all. I think everyone's had their say. 
the war on the, or the not even war, but the bitch fest on the forums has died down. I, I think it's over. That's the thing. If we really wanted to go balls to the walls against the Brony thing or about anybody else, we would have called for like a, a goddamn internet wide crusade, not just hit one network and be done with it after 15 minutes. We would have gone after the world, man. All right, Lulu's over here. She said uh, it's awfully windy and rainy, so she's getting yeah, she's getting the big storm right in the face. It looks like yeah, it looks. We're like, over uh, here. We got nothing. We got it rain. Dodged us. Yep. That happens a lot in this particular little city, which is good, but, you know, it proves a very kind of boring type of. Nah. So that is that. That wraps it up. So, Ryan, you can now st- stop listening if you have other things to do. <clears throat> You've had your 15 minutes of fame. We're moving on. From Wired.com, Summer School for Geeks, 11 new sci-fi and fantasy books. I like him. I believe he's from Ohio, is he not? I have no idea, but I do like his books. John Scalzi. I th- thought he was from ohio somewhere anyway so these are the top 10 books that apparently is good for summer reading go ahead okay i I just did like 20 minutes of talking you hey i'm I'm fine with it all right uh red shirts by john scalzi mega popular writer john scalzi's whatever blog is often described as one of the few websites with a readable comment section thanks to a strict policy of culling offensive posts a process he refers to as wielding the mallet of loving correction he's really yeah He's also known for posting oddly manipulated photos of himself and putting bacon on his cat. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Thanks to a strictly strict policy of calling offensive posts. We thrive on offensive posts. A process he refers to as wielding the mallet of loving correction. I see. That's kind of odd. Challenge accepted. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) From one controversy straight to another, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... Although, you know, if you think about it, that is actually the best way to show people that this wasn't anything special. This latest controversy <laughs> picks goes straight with. to yeah. the next group. <laughs> Bronies, you truly don't matter. It we're wasn't going anything after... personal. Now we found our next target. Now we're going after a New York Times bestseller who we both happen to enjoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, actually... Lulu just lost power. Oh, hopefully we won't. But she's on the other side, though. It's already past us. Perfect. Yeah, she's east side. Okay. Actually, have you you've read the Old Man's War series? Yes. Okay. I, I personally very much enjoyed them. All right, where was I? Something about bacon and a cat. Uh, There it is. He writes novels, too, such as the Hugo-nominated Old Man's War, about elderly citizens given fresh young bodies and sent into space to fight aliens. That was a great great series, by the way. Oh, I thought, yeah. They're all Uh, turning green, they're muscular and all that. The the first one was the best one, second one was fine, third one got a little weird, I thought. The third one was where they become normal humans again? Yeah, and they go to the farm world or whatever. Eh, eh, Whatever. That was kind of like, that's when it got really preachy politically, and it's yeah. like, this is the United Nations, and everybody should get together. No, fuck the UN, and fuck your space version of it. I like the green people with guns blowing the hell out of aliens. I'm all for that. That's what, Go I, that's what I was here for. Woohoo, Earth! All right, Scalzi is at heart a humorist. His novel, The Android's Dream, opens with a, with a chapter-long fart joke, though the difficulties of marketing humorous science fiction have often caused publishers to downplay that. But Red Shirts, which is being advertised as a Star Trek parody, may signal that Scalzi has achieved a profile sufficient enough to be beyond such worries. Red Shirts concerns low-ranking crew members aboard an interstellar starship who start to notice a disturbing pattern. Folks like themselves never seem to make it home safe from alien worlds, whereas high-ranking officers always seem strangely untouched by the danger. Named William Shatner. Indeed. You know what? I've seen this in stores. I I, I haven't picked it up. I don't know what it's about, but... I believe we're about to find out. Highlight this thing. All right. Uh, this one I've read. I've got this series. Have you? Uh, yeah, it's Napoleon with dragons. I'm interested. Yes. All right. Let's see. 23. 
was it 2312? Yeah, 2312. Most science fiction is full of light starships exploring the galaxy, despite the fact that such ships are almost certainly impossible. In 2312, Kim Stanley Robinson takes a more measured approach, proving along the way that one solar system provides plenty of real estate for adventure and intrigue. <clears throat> built, on the same, er, built on the slightly jokey premise of a romance between a mercurial woman from Mercury and a nice. Saturnine man from Saturn. Fail. Yeah. 2312 is a riveting thriller Done. in which diabolical schemes are hatched with the aid of quantum computers. Done. Many of Earth's colonies have replaced no, capitalism. No, fuck it, we're not. Done. <laughs> no. You're done? Yes. I have a question. Do you want to finish that last one, or should we just move on? We're moving on. Oh, the hell? Okay. Yeah, Got we're it. not doing it. <laughs> we're done. Okay. All right. Next up is Naomi Novik, Crucible of Gold. I'll which... take this one. It's okay. a novel of Temerary. I can't pronounce that, but I assume Temerary? In my head, that's how I've always pronounced it. Temerary? Yes. Temerar? Okay. Uh, I don't know how this is science fiction, but essentially what it is is uh, this chick from New York decided to write about the Napoleonic Wars. And it's all about this British captain on a warship who's able to capture a French, French frigate. And on board, they happen to find an egg. And this egg is a dragon egg. That's a Chinese dragon, specifically a very rare one. The Emperor of China is sending to Napoleon his new best buddy. Anyways, in this world, kind of like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, although this is like the fourth or fifth book in the series, Excuse me. Fourth or fifth book in the series. Um, what it does is it talks all about how the Napoleonic Wars are taking place, except that they have dragons. There's an air force involved. Oh, okay. Now, this book picks up where they've been sent uh, to Australia because they're on a penal colony. I won't go into it because if I do, I'll ruin the other four books. But they decide that they are being sent to the Americas, to the Incas and the Central America, to try and talk them into helping out England because now they're allied with Napoleon. Basically, in this book, Napoleon is kicking ass and taking names. It's not like the actual Napoleonic Wars. He's invaded England. He's trashed half of it. So you're I, loving it. Th well, I don't love it because, for one, the British, of course, the good guys, which in this frame, time frame of history, they most certainly are not, especially if you're an American or you're Irish. Having said that, uh, her... I don't like the way she writes her combat. Now, keep in mind where I'm coming from at this. I am a, a history major. Okay, I have a couple degrees in that field. Specifically, Napoleonics is one of the two that I specialized in. There's a scene in one of the books where Napoleon invades England. And I, the spoiler alert, in case you're going to read this, I'm about to ruin part of it for you. He invades England. Now, for whatever reason, Napoleon, her novels, is devoid of any kind of maneuverability, any kind of tactical genius. It's charge forward, kill them all type of space marine bullshit. So he charges a fortified position head on, does nothing. Think of it as Pickett's charge. Essentially, that's really what she's writing about. He sends the first, the third, the fourth Imperial Guard right up the gut. Hey, diddle diddle, right up the middle for no apparent reason. But here's the thing that doesn't make any sense. For some reason... No one notices the entire Royal Navy under Lord, Lord Admiral Horatio Nelson off the coast, who then bombard and destroy the army while they're crossing this field somewhere up in Scotland or some shit like that. Nobody saw an entire fleet of British warships. That's one. The second thing is I'm relatively certain that unless they're right up on the shoreline, those guns are not going to have the reach to fire across a beach into a field. This is not World War II or World War I bombardment. This is the 19th century. We're talking 18, I think it's 1808 when this happens. Yeah. So there's no. that. Yeah. I, her, her combat leaves a, a great deal to be desired. 
I will say the last two novels don't really advance the storyline a great deal. So it's actually been kind of disappointment. Uh, disappointing. The first three books, phenomenal. The last two, garbage. Well, it does say she cut her teeth on fanfic. She did, but it was like World of Warcraft fanfic, actually. Oh, okay. A great author. You know, for somebody who came from an IT background, she'd never done it before. Very good. I She needs a little work on her storytelling. It's getting better as it goes. It's just the story isn't progressing anywhere that I find interesting. Gotcha. Continue. Saladin Ahmed. Pass. Throne of the Crescent Moon. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I think it's we Alibaba. Probably. We get it. Yep. Next. Down, down, down. <laughs> All right. Next up is something called Blackout. When Will You Rise by Mira Grant. Blackout is the third book in the News Flesh trilogy, which, con- which chronicles the adventures of a group of bloggers living 20 years after a zombie apocalypse. Oh, God, I'm, t- I'm, right, I'm so sick of the zombies. I am fucking tired of the zombies. The movies, the articles, the games. I'm done. I'm done. Well, uh, hold on. There's something about separation, so let's, let's see what it's got. What separates these books from the hordes of zombie fiction currently crowding bookshelves is the extraordinary care with which the author establishes a scientific basis for her zombie virus. It's not really the separation I was because looking for. Because 95% of the people reading it are going to have any clue how you know biochemistry works. But continue. I'm sorry. Grant, a longtime hobbyist in the area of virology. Hobbyist? How do you... How are, okay. Hey, look, hun! I made Black Plague. <laughs> look, it's Ebola. <laughs> they said polio was dead. Not anymore. I'm bringing it back, baby. <laughs> Uh, she read numerous textbooks, audited several college courses, and phoned the Centers for Disease Control countless times. I am sure they were fucking thrilled about that. Just pleased as punch to answer her questions the about the zombies. CDC, what's your emergency? <laughs> Listen, this is me again. About those zombies. <laughs> Click. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. They were uh, Well, the first two books in the series, Feed and Deadline, were both nominated for the Hugo Award. So obviously there might be something there. All right, there. okay. Um, that's, that's all there is, but... Yeah, the Hugo Award's uh, a pretty decent deal. I don't think... Is John Ringo ever won either one of those? I don't think so. It's a fucking travesty, man. <laughs> I would be that surprised God. if he did. No, I'm I'm with you. And first off, that's blasphemy. I thought you were supposed to be God. Well, I mean, small G. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Next up, Arctic Rising, Tobias S. Buckle. Caribbean-born Tobias Buckle. It's just a funny name. New York Times bestselling ha- author of Halo, The Cole Protocol. Skip it. Done. Don't care. Now this one I think I've heard of. The Killing Moon. Yeah. Book one of the Dream Blood. I don't know why I've heard this before, but I have. All right, let's see. N.K. Jemison came into prominence in 2010 when her debut novel, The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. I conquered every single one of them. <laughs> a fantasy adventure in which imprisoned gods stalk the hallways of an ancient fortress was nominated for the Hugo and the Nebula and ranked as one of the top five fantasy and science fiction novels of the year. Really? By Amazon.com. I may have to pick that up. Yeah, me too. The Killing Moon starts, or I'm sorry, marks the start of a new story. This one's set in a richly imagined fantasy milieu. Milieu? I don't know. Close enough. Vaguely reminiscent of ancient Egypt, in which a cast of priests harvests the dreams of sleepers and uses them to power their spells. The protagonist, E, is one of these priests, but his loyalty is tested when one of his funeral rites goes awry and his patient utters a chilling warning, they are using you. Unlike with much fantasy... So it's fantasy-based, it's The Matrix. Fans won't be left hanging, waiting for the ending <laughs> of the story, which concludes in the second volume, The Shadowed Sun, out now. Perfect. Read if you like rich world building. Uh, mm. Probably out on that one. Got it. Next up, Black Hawk Down meets the X-Men. Military fantasy like you've never seen it before. Mike Cole. A.K.A. Mike. Roadblock. Uh, and it's Shadow Ops Control Point. 
Army officer, fugitive, sorcerer. It's based on a game. Oh, please, God. <laughs> Military science fiction is a healthy subgenre within the field, with publishers like Bayon releasing a steady output of war stories set among the stars. Most follow in the footsteps of Robert Heinlein's Starship, Starship Troopers, Presenting the exploits of powered armor soldiers, sent to fight monsters on hellish alien worlds, or else deal with the decisions of commanders, such as David Weber's Honor Harrington series, which has been described as Horatio Hornblower in space. That never goes anywhere. never does. Military fantasy is somewhat rarer. Most fantasies contain plenty of battles, but few really focus in a realistic way on the day-to-day lives of soldiers. But Mike Cole's debut Shadow Ops Control Point is something rarer still, a military fantasy that deals with realistic contemporary characters. Like, I don't know... A sorcerer. Uh, the Last Centurion, or the Paladin of Shadows. Would you consider those fantasy, though? I wouldn't at all. Why? Oh, well, I mean, part of Ringo's definitely Contemporary fantasy, characters. Uh, military fantasy that... Well, I mean, it's it's military fantasy. You can't call yeah, it sci-fi, because it's true. not... I mean, I'll give you that. All right. I think, although to an extent, I think you could call uh, Last Centurion sci-fi. Because it happens in the like the next fifteen years, or and near future, there's a decent amount of science in there, which technically is the whole point of science fiction. Hmm. I, I, okay, all right. I, I, wouldn't, see, yeah. I wouldn't call Paladin Shadow sci-fi. I would call that more military thriller, thriller slash war porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely war porn. That came out of nowhere too. I was like, oh yeah, reading that, I'm like, holy the fuck, sh- is this? Wait, what? Yeah. How long does this go on? Hundred pages. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jeez, couldn't you just say he's a deviant? I got it. But uh, but I would definitely cater- categorize Last Centurion as sci-fi. See, I never, I tried reading Glenn Cook's uh, Black Company. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't like the writing style. It just wasn't me. Uh, I think I read the first of those. I yeah, was in the same boat. Yeah. I'm not really about it. Hold on, go back up. There's something about him being a sorcerer. Real Cole, okay. who was himself a military contractor in Iraq and later served as a Coast Guard officer, which is a weird <laughs> okay. jump. Puddle Pirate! Brings plenty of personal experience <laughs> to his tale of modern-day soldiers who live through a supernatural upheaval that imbues many of them with magical powers, some of which are too powerful to be controlled and put them at odds with their own government. Okay. I don't know on that one. All right, let's see what's up next. Fair Coin by E.C. Myers. E.C. Myers, whose blog The View Screen undertakes to review every last episode of Star Trek. My God. Uh, the book focuses on a young man named Ephraim who life suddenly gets strange frame. frame when he learns that his alcoholic mom tried to kill herself after a perfect duplicate of his son was found dead earlier that day. Done. Oh, but he's found with a magic coin that grants wishes when it lands on heads. But when it lands on tails, well, who knows what kooky thing will happen. Got it. Yeah, I believe I said it before. It's called Two-Face. Anyways, night shifted. Some chick was a nurse. There's a dragon in the background. Nursing is a tough job, especially when your patients aren't human. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Do you want to read that one, or can we just I, go ahead? I and... really don't. Oh, skip now, this it. one I'll stop for because it's Bane. I can tell by the cover. All right, Let's yeah. See. Yeah, there's yeah, a logo. There you can always tell. Okay. Armored, part human, part machine, all soldier. God, some of these taglines are I know. so it's ungodly just, It really awful. is. Edited. Which means this is a uh, compilation. Yeah, there yep. it is. Jack Campbell. Have you read uh, Campbell stuff? I have not. Uh, Lost Actually, I don't recognize the... any of these people. Jack Campbell's the guy who writes The Lost Fleet. It's not... Oh, absolutely, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them all. It's not bad. Um, it, Lost Fleet's not my favorite series of books, but I do enjoy it. It's good. It. I mean, I, yeah. I've just been to the last one where they uh, find their way back. No, no, no. That's not the last one because they get back to the Alliance. Yeah, it's the Alliance and the Syndics, and they've been at war forever. Right, right. He beats the Syndics, the guys... they send them out to find the aliens. He finds three different ones with a bunch of spiders. Right. 
Okay. They come back. Yeah, 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 then yeah, you're yeah. back. Okay. Right. Yeah, then you're Done. caught up. Um, actually, hold on. Let me see if I recognize any of those names. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is the guy that's doing, uh, that's finishing up, um, shit, the Jordan, Robert Jordan shit, the, the Wheel of Time. Sanderson's the guy that's finishing up the Wheel but of Time. What the fuck is he, he doing also, this for? And he Get also back and finish that series. Of, well, he's also writing The Way of Kings, which is his own epic fantasy cycle. Is that Plus, good? he's got some... Uh, I actually did enjoy the first book. I'm sorry. Um, it'll on. be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, ZPG said, oh, good thing he signed off. Said, Ringo is terabad. I was about to ban his ass. What? Right there. Well, Ringo is terabad. Where the hell is Tech Priest or Sean Caster? Somebody, somebody from the Inquisition needs to put this guy up there. He's on the fucking purge list right now. And he should be on the purge list the way he's been playing the last two games, too. His Sin's game sucks. Scrub Puppy. Actually, Tom Clancy just writes about the stuff we're researching. So then 10 years down the road, the equipment becomes reality. Everyone thinks he's a genius. It's a valid point. Actually. I've never liked Tom Clancy. I take it back. I've liked some of the classic Tom Clancy. Exactly. I liked uh, Patriot Games. I liked Red, St- Red Storm Rising was a great um, novel. Red Storm Rising and Hunt for Red October Good. Was going were too. my two... I think my dad got me Red October when I was eight. Yeah, I read it when I was ten, I think. I read those two books so many times, I went through three or four copies of each because they just fell apart. Two of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, Red Storm Rising, that was the the Third World War one. That was, I liked that a lot. Yeah, Russia and America go at it. They actually made a game for the Commodore. My my dad picked up the Commodore 64. He were a submarine. And it had great graphics, too. Really? And you you were going around. I guess you had a mission, which I never followed. I just like going around sinking warships. But you sink, like, the Moskva, the Kairov. That's cool. Uh, There's, there's like, you know, Typhoon-class submarines out there and Alpha Class and Oscars and all kinds of shit. God, I got to read that book again. Yeah. That's such a good book. It really was. I liked how, you know, it focused on, like, individual characters within the war, which was awesome. But uh, anyways, okay. Uh, but, yeah, Sanderson I recognize. I don't recognize any of the others. I don't either. I recognize Tanya Huff's name, but I don't know what she but did. But I'll say, Bane has really expanded in the last five, six years. Since yeah. Jim died, they have really, really expanded. Yeah, yeah. And I think Eric Flint, if I had to guess, is behind a lot of that. Him and David Drake. I could be wrong. That's the impression I got was that they were behind the driving force of, of getting a lot more authors in under the uh, the tag. I heard Flint was. I didn't know Drake had anything to do with that. I think Drake does, but he's been around forever. So I, I you know, I like kind of like the Gandalf type thing in my. I like some of his books. I just can't get behind most of them. The only the only book hit or the only series of his I really read and care about. I do enjoy the Lieutenant Leary series. Yep, I'm current with those two, I think. Yeah, I like those. You know, I can't really get behind anything else. You didn't like Hammer Slammers? That was uh, like that was the first, man. Oh no, I did I did read the Tank that. Lords? Yeah, 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 yeah. I read the Tank Lords. I actually, I actually have the Tank Lords on my phone, on yeah. my phone Kindle. Um it's it's okay. It's not bad. I do take it back though. Drake was the one who wrote that um crap. Servant of the Dragon and something about islands and uh, yes, it was a it was a fantasy based on like yeah. uh, water empires or something. Yeah, the whole thing is based in Sumerian mythology. And if Haft. you don't, the, the yeah, Haft yeah, yeah. series, the Prince of Haft, Garrick. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that series, but yeah, that's that's my problem. He he's very repetitive for me. I, I just can't. I can only take so much of him. He doesn't like the whole aliens thing. He doesn't like. Um, that's why Lieutenant Leary. Most of the science fiction he wrote didn't have aliens. I actually exchanged emails with him a couple of times, and I asked him. And I don't know if you ever read this. It was the the Fleet series. It was based off a game called the Starfire. It was a uh, Star General. I was going to say based off Starfire. That is, uh, 
No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That, Steve, that's Star General. Steve White. And, yeah, yeah. That's Insurrection yeah. And, and Crusade. Crusade and uh, this is based yeah. off of a game called Star General. Uh, Panzer okay. General. This is a space version. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, it's a race of of kind of like weasels called the Kallians against okay. humanity, and it was a who's who. That it was always a compilation, kind of like we just read there with Bane. It was uh, David Drake would edit it, but it had everybody in the mother back then who was into sci-fi, or each would write a chapter. And they had seven novels in this called the series called The Fleet, called you know following all these different characters, different parts of the war. Huh. Some of the planets when we were playing Sims of Solar Empire, like I'll call like Dead Star Thirty One. Well, that was a huge chapter in one of the books about this huge battle that takes place. It was a great series, and I asked him, and I said, "What happened?" Because it stops the seventh book. I think it was the seventh, sixth or seventh. Stops right in the middle of the story when they've they've beaten the Kallians. Now they're allied and they're fighting another human race called the Syndicate of Worlds. And it just stops. And years and years and years go by and nothing ever happens. And I and I asked him. I said, Mr. Drake, because I got to him through John Ringo because we were talking about something else. Okay. Uh, an email chain. I think I still have it. And I asked him. I said, What happened? He said, I absolutely hate any kind of shared world where I have to do any kind of editing of the stories. I, I don't like it. It takes forever. You know, other people have their own projects going on, that kind of thing. I just don't like it, and it just it died, which is a shame. That was one of my favorite series growing up as a kid. Which is unusual. Most of the time, the, the collaborations and the compilations are not at all my favorites. Right. This like, one was one of, the, one of the few that was great. Have you read, the, uh, have you read much of the, the whole Grantville series, Eric Flint? I stopped. I did, too. I... I and I'm a history major, and I know the shit going on, but it, it was like the Dresden Affair, done. I can't. It's, I didn't it's even get too that much. Far. It's too much. There's, it's branching off in too many different ways. That's what I said. There's like nine Grantful Gazettes. There's, I just saw there's another one just came out. Yeah. I lo- 1632 was good. 1633 was good. 16, the one after that was good. And then 1634, the Baltic War. Then it's the Baltic War, the Canon Law, the Baltic Dresden was, Affair, the Bavarian Crisis. That's the, the problem. Baltic War is the last one where everything's you can keep track. It's all all the main characters right. are there, and then it's and then all of a sudden you're following secondary characters all over the goddamn right. place, and I have no idea what's happening. And guess what? I'm not going to read ten books for the same one month time frame. And and that's the problem. World. In the Baltic War, most of it was already covered in previous books, mm-hmm. and that was my issue. And it wasn't even much of a war. I'm like, and like you said. 1632 and 33, it's the United States. It's a bunch of Virginia rednecks, West Virginia rednecks in the middle of Germany. Which was awesome. With long rifles beating the hell out of the, the French and the Europeans. I love it. It's great. Kill right. them all. Like, God sort them out. The fucking heroes. Who cares? And then it just kind of goes down. It dovetails from there. And it's just, look, I get it, Flint. You know your history. So do I. The difference is, I've read the history books. I don't want to spend thousand-page right. books, like you said, to move the storyline forward a month or going is going concurrently with three other novels in the same world. I, it's too I'm much. Done, especially when after 1634 it splinters so much, you never see the main characters again. Right. You know the and guys, that's it. It's like Mike Stearns. What the hell right. happened to him? I don't right. know. He's the prime minister of the United States of Europe, but uh, he's not that important, I guess, because he doesn't show up for another ten books. Uh, by the way, or I'll, he makes cameo appearances. I'll ruin it for you, Gustavus Adolphus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a vegetable now. Oh well, surprise. There you go. Perfect. Good to know. Spoiler alert. Guess what? There's dragons in Skyrim, Skyrim you bastard. <laughs> Skyrim. Skyrim. Uh, Dawnguard. All right, real so quick. Good. We'll get to the mailbag. Uh, real quick, I want to knock this one out of the way, because I was kind of you know jizzing over this one. I like this one. Okay. Top 10 most important robots in fiction. This is from BuzzFeed. We're not covering a whole lot of the video games tonight, but we're definitely doing the geek culture thing. Yep. Number 10, Wally from Pixar's Wally. 
Despite his unlikely credentials, Pixar's saucer eye trash compactor made for one of the studio's most endearing leads to date. Uh, true. I love that movie. Saw it a bunch of times. Didn't Still like, haven't seen it. Didn't like the hippie nonsense. Great movie. Number nine is Data. Wow, number nine. Probably the most recognized television robot this side of Bender Bending Rodriguez. Data, data, data's, data's weekly struggle to understand and appreciate humanity is one of the major reasons that audiences tune into the next generation. Brent Spiner used the aforementioned Robbie the Robot as inspiration for Data in his on-screen behavior. Uh, Brent Spiner is just a friggin' uh, small G god. The guy's just great, and he's funny as hell. I've got his damn CD, Old Yellow Eyes. I should download the music and start playing it on the cast. I don't know why I never did. Took me forever and a day before I tracked it down. But his backup singers are his co-hosts. They call them the Sunspots. Uh, it's Patrick Stewart, Michael Dorn, LeVar Burton, and really? uh, Will Frakes. Or, I'm sorry, Will Frakes. Shit. Um, um, Jonathan Frakes. Will's his character name. Sorry. Huh. I did not know that. All right. This one I'm not as familiar with. Marvin, the paranoid android. You're not familiar with I, I, I am, but I haven't read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy probably in 20 years. I haven't read it in a long time. Uh, last deployment, last time I read it. But, I mean, that's still four years. I was in middle school. But, I mean, I can't believe you'd forget that. Cursed with an intimidable intel- intellect. And no, Shut up. No, it is not. Yes, it is. And no worthwhile outlet for it. Marvin's gloomy demeanor has been well represented across the multimedia spectrum. I'm starting to channel a little bit of Eve in my reading here. This forlorn android has played key roles in the radio, television, and film productions of the mega-popular series. R2-D2 and C-3PO, moving on. They're number seven. Gigantor, Tetsuin 28 Go, widely regarded as the progenitor of the entire giant robot genre. Towering Titan Gigantor, known as Tetsujin 28 in his native Japan, remains one of the most prolific bots in popular culture. In its original incarnation, Gigantor was constructed as a tide-turning weapon by the Japanese Empire during the final days of World War II. Yeah, well, you have a giant robot. We've got the bomb. Guess one which guess which one? <laughs> Gort doesn't need a, any kind of intro here. The day the Earth stood still. Great. Uh, the original, not that god yeah. awful remake with uh, Keanu Reeves. Robbie the Robot, and this is from Forbidden Planet. Great movie too. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. Really? Yes. Huh. When that 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 eerie music, and then they have that the giant electric cat monster thing tries to break the barrier with the eerie music playing in the background. I didn't sleep for like three days. <laughs> I was like nine when I saw this. I mean, because it was made back in the 50s. Yeah. Just scare the shit out of me. Okay. Whatever. The <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I can't comment. I got drunk and got terrified of fear in the video <laughs> game. So, But in my defense, that scary little bitch was terrifying. Children that murder are the most scary thing I can think of. Though he's best known amongst contemporary crowds for camping near the entrance or Forbidden Planet comic book shops, the seven-foot butt originally appeared in the 1956 sci-fi film of the same name. He's also appeared in Lost in Space to the Adams Family. Yeah, he's one of the most iconic. I would imagine, I would have thought he'd be number one, but he's number four. Number three, Astro Boy. <laughs> Moving on to my personal favorite. Number two, TikTok. This was a great series. Did you ever see this, The Return to Oz? Uh, no. This was made, I was a kid when this came out, and it was like one of those direct-to-video things by Disney. Okay. One of the earliest recorded robots in fiction, Baum's Mechanical Man was a proto-robot in every sense of the phrase. Dorothy Gale's clockwork companion was an unfeeling automaton with an unwavering devotion to the young girl's cause, but 
and a term that's eerily pre, uh, prescient thank you, of most modern-day technology was always breaking down when you really needed him because she never wound him up or he needed oil. He's, he's a colonel because he's got a. It's actually a, a helmet that he's wearing. He's got a weapon like a spear, and they're number one robots. And I guess I can't really argue. It kind of works. The Machine Man and Fritz Lang's Metropolis. This is the old nineteen twenty. I'm sorry, nineteen teens, wasn't it? German silent film about the uh, robot. Uh, no, thirties. Are you sure? Well, twenty twelve minus eighty five. Uh, okay, yeah, it'd be late twenties. But let's yeah. take a look at this. I okay, I could have swore it was a silent film. Let's take a look. Twenty twelve, oh, minus sorry. 85, 97. I, I no offense, I'm just 70. not going to take their word for it. Twenty seven. Let's take a look. Disambiguation to Wikipedia to the cloud. All right, fictional places. Nineteen twenty seven. Yes. Nice. Okay. My math is yeah, there wrong. It is. To this date, I don't think they've ever found a complete copy of the movie. Really? Because it's been cut up into so many different genres and different uh, types. But I believe they found, uh, just last year, I believe they found in New Zealand in some guy's collection when he died, he had like an, an extra like 45 seconds of like three different scenes that were cut out of the original print that were part of the movie. So they've got mm-hmm. it in there. So, Yeah. Although she first hit the silver screen a whopping 85 years ago, the Machine Man, as portrayed by 18-year-old actress Bridget Helm, I believe who kept on passing out, too, because she had to wear that stupid thing, remains one of sci-fi's most influential androids. Cited as the first legitimate robot depicted in film, Machine Man costume was actually created from a moldable wood putty, which was crafted around a cast of Helm's body, spray-painted and then polished off with a glittering bronze powder. And I believe it damn near killed her. If I remember correctly, it's been a while. So there you go, the top ten robots in fiction. Da, da, da. Metropolis is a silent film. I knew it. Yeah, nineteen twenty-seven. Apparently, is when it came out. So hmm. hot damn. Okay, uh, might as well get to the mailbag, right? Because we're running late. It's already going at what, twelve after nine. Jeez. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Let me pull up the actually get the mailbag first. Yeah, unfortunately, I got to work tomorrow. Which yeah, sucks. so do I. I don't want to go to work either. Been there enough. No one ever says they, you know, would, at their deathbed, says they wish they spent more time at the office. Right. I sure as hell don't. Don't get me wrong, I like my job, but some days, man. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? As always, you can send your questions, comments, opinions of a not funny nature to emperor1gacox.net. Dear Emperor and Varyar. Jesus. <laughs> I saw who sent it. I'm like, I'm just, yep. I just, you know, it starts off nice and tranquil and just waiting for the hammer. Ugh. I want to say that I agree with Pusser's uh, plea for reason, peace, and tranquility. You have to think that it's very important that the brony community be treated with kid gloves. The way I see it, these are the kids that got into their 20s after being very heavily bullied throughout elementary, middle, high school, and college yoga classes. It's unfair for the rest of the community or world to expect that these people abide by the rules of the Internet. They should be allowed to wear their goofy emo clothing, smoke pot, pursue and fail liberal arts degrees, hey, and live with their parents without judgment. So what if they watch a show made for little girls? No doubt many male adults do um no no doubt many adult males do so. 
but are just afraid to come out of the creepy weirdo closet. Perhaps this is just the tip of the iceberg, and they'll start a Barbie or Care Bear craze. Who are we to judge the guy who always got picked last for everything ever? I wouldn't dare to insinuate that perhaps they have no perspective, that maybe being a champion of love, tranquility, and peace means more than watching a children's show. Maybe it involves going out and being a better person, working in a soup kitchen, mentoring a kid, hooking up with a single mom, and raising her brat. Still, (laughs) that involves a lot of effort. (laughs) Still, that involves a lot of effort, and watching a stupid show while high is a lot easier. Very respectfully, Scrub Puppy. I'll be honest. I got through the first, <laughs> I got through I the first two sentences without yeah. realizing who it was from. Then I just skipped to the bottom and went, ah, shit. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Little Rex. Little Rex is, is bucking for the Imperial Archiver. He wants to start uh, editing the shows again. And if he can edit the two parts of this show back together, so much the better. True. It's that much less time i got to worry about. Happy day to all the Canadian listeners. You know why Canada comes before Independence Day? Because Canada is number one, bitches. Loves and, hu- loves and hugs little Rex. Ah, uh, you fat little fuck. Emp and Hi- I'm sorry, Emp and Varyar. Sorry. Here's my now more educated opinion on what happened last week. So this is what, his third version now? Yeah, Sean Caster is, much like Obama, evolving with time. Yes, he is. Or much like Kerry, waffling whenever it's convenient. There you go. First he was for it and participated. Now he's against it. Now let's see what he has, he has to say. Was the dig at gamers, gamers in funny? Well, yes, it was. Was it necessarily in good taste? No. Was the attack on Everfree Radio funny at ta- at the time? Yes. Now, not as funny. Was it a good idea? Jesus Christ. Yes, to others, not so much. Well, well, it's over, so it's time to end it. Inquisitor Sean Caster, who needs to lose his title. Th- what? Thank you, Sean Caster, for the most pointless... Email. I'm glad you clarified your position because truly I was concerned. I I think he took both sides on literally every single issue. Yes. Greetings, Emperor. I'd like to make a few comments about Mountain Blade Napoleonic Wars. In order to play the Napoleonic War war games, uh, you do need the base game Warband. Okay, well, that's different from what Mechahawk told me. Also, I think the trailer for Warband is shit and gives a horrible first impression of the game. The game, despite the obvious problems and flaws, is actually incredibly fun and addicting, and is my single most played game on Steam, sitting at around 500 hours played. Think of all the constructive things you could have done. <laughs> the fact that mine's quickly we, approaching that. Can we go back to Scrub Puppy's list of constructive you things you could do? Like single moms raising their brats. The combat feels very solid when you have uh, played for a few hours, and very little is more satisfying than crushing, crashing into peasants with a cavalry charge. Crushing the bastards to the ground. Plus, the game has been modded to high to high hell, really, and has huge replay value these days. The Steam Summer Sale should be coming up soon, and I would imagine that you would be able to pick up both Warband and Napoleonic Wars for about 5 bucks total or so, and would be worth your money. Also, Warband does have a demo, although it is probably shit and very limited. You can find it here. Sincerely, Narnith. Like I said earlier, if I can get it for 5 10 bucks, I'll grab it. Otherwise, no. Uh, you know, uh, but Master Queef just gave me a beta key for Smite, and I've been meaning to download that. I haven't had a chance yet, but he, he and Shrig swear by it. Really? Yeah. Really? By the way, I found out that he's no longer doing Codebox Media. His uh, podcast got shut down for some reason. I Why? guess the I guess the hot Asian chick he was doing it with decided she didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, so she, I guess, controlled it. She just killed it. Well, as always, sucked. the hot Asian chick generally has the power. Well, yeah. 
Hey, I don't think I ever dated an Asian. I think I dated pretty much everything else, but not an Asian. I uh, to. I've dated one Asian. It went badly. Did it? Uh, incredibly possessive. And are you talking yet? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? It's none of your business. One of my friends. It's a girl, isn't it? We're gonna be done. Well, his name's Todd. But, <laughs> but it used to be a girl, didn't it? Well, we're, sometimes I wonder. We're gonna go ahead and call this a day. You can let yourself out. <laughs> hey, Em. Thank you for promoting my YouTube channel over the past week. I had 132 views last Sunday just from your promotion and handfuls from Norway and Sweden, etc. Just thought you would like to know that you have helped me. So thanks, man. The Pork Swordsman. And again, his YouTube, because he needs that pimping. The Iron Maiden 2110. See, we're giving back to the community. It's not all fuck you all and We're all die. about <laughs> giving back to the community. My Lord Emperor, this is a regular column on 10-ton hammer. Basically, it's about cons uh, concerted attacks on the main EVE online trading hub as the resulting outcry from Bleeding Heart Care Bears, HRT. Is that, a bur is that about the burn Jita shit? I thought that was over. The main message? Deal with it. Eve is a tough game. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. We need more games of this kind. From Demetrius. I actually had that pulled up. Um, the thing of it is, it says Sins of a Solar Empire. Sins of a Solar, solar Spy Master. Master. Maybe that's it. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Easier. Game Basically, it's just saying games are getting easier. More hand-holding, simpler control schemes, blah, blah, blah. This, like, is, this is huge. I'm not, yeah, not, not going to go through thing. the whole thing. But, uh, I, I tell you what, every time I read one of these articles, I'm more and more pissed that I didn't get into um, Eve at the start. I, I just feel like I've missed out on something that really could have fucked with some people. You know, I, I've, I've told you before, I've played Eve multiple times. I actually was playing it six months ago. Right. Um, I very much enjoy the game. My, excuse me. My only thing with it is I, I like it. I like the detail that goes into it. I love the way the economy is set up, and I love the way that you can do literally anything. My only wish with it is, did you ever play the game Freelancer? Yes. Way back when, the spaceship. You remember yeah. the way you controlled the ship with that thing, and they still had the ability to jump around all over the goddamn place? Mm -hmm. I loved that control scheme. It was very natural. It made sense to me. It was very intuitive. Um, with Eve, it's very much point-and-click with drag-down menus. You know, you lock onto a target, and then you just tell your ship to fly to it or orbit at 5,000 meters. I did see a, a, a guy play that was a roommate of my sister's once, and he just he's, he, he had a big 30-inch monitor before I got mine. Yeah. And he said, um, just sit here and watch this, make sure I don't die. And he went away for like 10 minutes, and yeah, the ship was sitting that. there just beating the hell out of on a little pirate. I'm like, wow, this sucks. It's like yeah. EverQuest in space. Well, that's that's the one thing with it. I mean, like, and, and especially if you have to go a long distance. Right. I think I... Uh, I was doing some type of orbit mining out in Nullsec space, because that's where all the rarest stuff is. And I was actually working with a group of guys, and they were watching my back. And then I had to make this giant jump all the way back to um, a, a, basically a base that was controlled. I'm simplifying this as much as possible. base that was controlled by our people um, so I could get the best price for everything. As soon as I got back in high sec space, which is actually patrolled by the NPC police or whatever, I just went away. Because it took 45 minutes to jump across, you know, as many worlds as I had to jump through. Ah, that's just way too long. Sorry. I can't. I just, I, I walked away, made a sandwich, grabbed a book, and, you know, waited for it to be over. It's kind of funny. I used to actually do that, and Mystic Mim used to make fun of me years ago when I played a World of Warcraft. Because, you know, on that stupid, you know, Windrider, I'd fly from one yeah. section. Like, because she comes down there, and I'm, you know, I, I was reading or I was working on the treadmill. She's like, what are you doing? So I'm doing the treadmill. But you're playing a game. 
So now technically it's flying itself. I'm just waiting for myself to land. While they're right. doing that, I'm getting my 20 minute workout in. Right. So, like I said, I very much enjoy Eve. I love the world they built. I love the mechanics. I, I do wish that the combat and stuff had a little more skill involved, um, because basically all the skill is in setting up your ship with the particular mix of components and, mm. and modules, and do you want to go with fast and like a jammer? And it's Wing and Commander Privateer. Yeah, actually. Yep, and, I love that game. You know, if you build up a little, uh, a good balanced squadron, all you have to do is hit F1, F2, set up your queue, and then just watch it happen. Scrub. I get the feeling I'm going to hit a brony in place IED on my next <laughs> patrol. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we haven't uh, seen Scrub in a while. What happened to him? I don't know. Night Princess took him out. <laughs> <laughs> For Pinkie Pie. Hail Glorious Emperor, Evil Highlander, and, and Indifferent Varyar. Mm-hmm. Wanted to tell you guys I haven't laughed so hard as I have over the past two weeks listening to your podcasts. You guys get me through a two-hour commute to and from work each day. Keep it up. Thundershock. These were sent to my old email for some reason. You guys got to stop doing that. I haven't used that in years. To the terrible trio. Props on last week's show and the one before that, too. I'm surprised that you guys took on the bronies considering... Considering those people spread like an equine herpes outbreak, <laughs> I love that. That's, that's funny. Equine herpes outbreak. Nice. I would tell those butt herp bronies to not take themselves or their TV show seriously and get over themselves. Don't step down a notch, guys. You're fucking hilarious. Awesome sauce. Three wave. Let's see. Hail Emperor, Highlander, and Varyar. This is on inquisitorial business. Now, I come in official inquisitional business and bring members accused of heresy to be judged by the court. I'm getting a call, but I don't recognize the number. I never answer it if it's... It's Okay. First, we have the Pale Rider, who has publicly denounced Emperor and called him false, and he is a brony. I assume that's when he was calling, referring to him as the false god and saying things like skulls for the skull throne uh, in that one thread. Second, there is Ebion, who is spreading dirty, brony lies. And last for this week, we have Red Dog Dragon, who is also a brony. So how should they be punished? Take care, gentlemen. This has been Grand Lord Inquisitor Tech Priest. And remember, the Inquisition is always vigilant. Okay, well, I don't give a shit about Ebion because he doesn't listen to the show anyways, and he's a hating little fuck, so I don't really care about him. I do he, He's agree. already purged, so the hell with him. I think Ebion and Red Dog Dragon are more external. Well, Red Dog, is he does participate in the show. Does he? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I so know he Pale sends Rider, an although. email every once in a Not while. Not again, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pale Rider and Red Dog Dragon should probably be taken care of. I, okay. You know what? We just haven't actually, we haven't hammered out exactly how we're going to punish people from the Inquisition. It's a valid point. We, there does need to be some type of process put in place. A list of punishments that you may meet out as you see fit. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, also from the, now writing as himself, apparently, and stepping away from his imperial title. Hail Emperor and all that usual bullshit. During the last two weeks, I've been playing a small independent first-person shooter game called Receiver. That's made by Wolffire for the seven-day uh, seven FPS challenge. I would say that this is, uh, for me, the most refreshing FPS I've played in a really long time. The concept is simple. You have a gun. There is tapes you need to gather to further along the plot, and there is robot sentries uh, that will kill you. Did I mention that you will have to start over if you die? Yeah, it's that kind of a game. But now you're asking, uh, what's making this game so refreshing? I'm not sure, actually, maybe if it... God, I understand that he's Sweden, but sometimes... Swedish yeah, it's is, tough. 
I'm not sure actually maybe it is that you have full control over your gun or that it's brutal and creates a state of panic when you hear the music ramp up and you know that around the next corner can be your last. Anyway, I highly recommend anyone that has the slightest interest in first-person shooter games to take a look at it. It's from Tech Priest. The name of the game is Receiver. It doesn't say what what kind of game it is. If it's a console game, I'm assuming it's a it's a Steam game. I would guess if it's for some type of seven day challenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dear Great Lord Emperor, Second in Command Highlander, and the Douche Varyar. Fantastic. I have recently beat Bioshock and was blown away with how good it was. Wow, welcome to five years ago. I didn't, however, understand the whole meaning of the story. Could you guys explain it to me? Don't worry about the spoilers, and thanks. P.S. Guess what, Emp? C. Nanners. <laughs> Fucking C. Nanners! Sick of that guy! Fucking C. Nanners. <laughs> Do you want to explain the Bioshock storyline? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, you're definitely late to the party, and I'm confused exactly what I'm supposed to be explaining. Yeah. All right, at the beginning of the story, you are in a plane, it crashes in the ocean, holy shit, there's an island with a lighthouse, if I remember right. It's been a while since I played it. Lighthouse, if I remember right, you go down the lighthouse, oh my god, it's an underwater city. When you get down there, it, it was supposed to be a paradise um, where all the great minds of the world could... The guy that built it, uh, Andrew Ryan foresaw the war between Soviet Union and U.S. breaking out and the world being destroyed. He wanted to create an underwater paradise that would be safe where everyone could come down, free thinkers, and have complete run of it. They could do whatever they wanted, do whatever research they wanted. Um, they did a lot of work in genetics and stuff, and that's where you get the plasmids so you can modify your own genome to give you special powers like throwing lightning bolts and fire and bees and shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one was always the weird one to I, yeah, me. Like yeah. You turn your hand into a hive. I'm like, why would you want... Okay. It seems like a stupid power. I did this in Half-Life, but I'll do it in Bioshock. Right, sure. But um, anyways, the uh, it, you get down there and like everybody's fucking dead or turned into a um, splicer, guys that are addicted to the gene therapies. And then there's big guys in suits called Big Daddies that protect little girls that have been heavily <laughs> modified. And again, I hate children that kill and stuff. It just, for whatever reason, it freaks me out, so they kind of creep me out a little bit. Um, but they go around like pulling the uh, the stuff that does the genetic mutation, it's called Adam, out of the dead bodies. And if you go near a little sister, the big daddy, the giant monster comes in out and, yeah. the diving suit tries to kill you, and they're tough to kill. Right. So you get down there, and it's like war. Every All the great minds are dead and everything, but they're like a couple guys still trying to run things, and you end up helping this one guy, blah, blah, blah. Story goes forward. You're exploring. Stuff's happening. At the end of the day, it turns out that you're genetically modified. You were created. Oh, and you're Cloud, been, and uh, you're a soldier, right. and you're and, um, suffer off. The guy that's been you've been quote unquote helping has been giving you subliminal commands the whole time, and you get to the end and you break the psychic control. It's a mind fuck. Kill the there guy in charge, and then depending on how you've treated the little sisters, because you can actually either kill them and harvest them for more genetic power, or you can set them free and only get half as much of the genetic stuff, but they live and go free. And the game ends depending on how you've treated them. If you've treated them well and set them... I think if you've set them all free and harvested no more than one, you get the best ending. If you've harvested, like, two or three, you get, like, a middle ending. And if you've harvested a shit ton of them, you get a shitty ending. Scrub. And you die alone. I love women who have been modified. <laughs> so do I, Scrub. I know a couple, actually. It, it really is a good game. And Bioshock 2's... I don't think it's as good, obviously, but you're playing as a big daddy, which is kind of cool. You've got the big drill thing on your hand, which is fun, and you can just kick the shit out of people. Um, I, I enjoyed both games. I am looking forward to Bioshock Infinite 
quite, quite a bit. bit. Yeah. Dear Lord Emperor, KKK member Highlander, and heavy drinking Marine Varyar, I have come upon something of great concern. I recently bought the game of Dead Rising 2 off the record because I didn't buy Dead Rising 2. I bought it thinking that it would be, uh, be at least a little bit different than Dead Rising 2, but it was just the same game with a different main character. Well, it, yeah. it wasn't a sequel sequel, it was an add-on. I find this a lot in, in games. Game companies have no new ideas, and they make old games a bit better and show, uh, shove them out the door. I also experienced this with Infamous 2 and Modern Warfare 3, which is a shitty game as it is, and a lot of people had that same complaint. What are, you guys, what are your guys' opinions of this? P.S. I'm enjoying the open-world kill-em-all genre. Have you guys played any games like this you've enjoyed? I own a PlayStation 3, and I'm stuck being a console fag until I get a computer that is not shit. Thanks for reading. Sincerely, Tulsiman. Uh I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, we haven't hawed me especially about wanting old games kind of remade and kicked out the door. Legal Tender went on and waxed nostalgia because he loved the HD remake for Halo because he is all about Halo Fucking and has told Halo. me should they put that on Xbox Live, he would cease to be a functioning member of society. That's all he would play. I would love to see an HD remake of Final Fantasy VII. So essentially, they're yes. taking a new game, or taking an old game, they're printing it up and shoving it out the door. I'm not asking them to rewrite the story. I'm not asking them to change anything. They don't need to change they anything. They don't. They really don't. Make it the same way, just pretty it up. Having said that, I think you're a little off base here, Tolson. I think what you're missing is that this was like an add-on. This wasn't an actual expansion, or I'm sorry, an actual uh, uh, sequel to the game. That's why I, I I'm not sure why you're why you're so surprised that this has been something that's been going on for a long time. It's kind of like what happened with Mass Effect Three. You know, when the DLC came out, you're spending a lot of money for about two hours of gameplay, and it's basically a new character. That's all it was. So you got the alien. That actually reminds me, real quick, complete yeah. tangent. But I don't know. Did you see that the uh, Mass Effect Three extended ending supposedly? I guess dropped. I did haven't. It? I, don't I haven't downloaded it. I hate, I, it to look, I'm not going to play Mass Effect Three stuff. I don't care. Okay, I'm just saying, apparently, like I said, I haven't seen it myself, so I can't form a per- first person opinion. But I guess supposedly it fills in a lot of the plot holes that people were pissed about. But at the same time, and this would be my main problem with it. I'll have to watch it to be sure. But apparently, it goes back to that. The thing I liked about the Mass Effect Three ending is it's kind of an oh shit kind of a Pyrrhic victory thing yeah. that you don't see often in video games, which... I, it's like, congratulations, you bust your ass and all this, you still lose. Well, you win, but, I mean, but you don't really winning, win much. Yeah, yeah. You destroy everything. I guess they went back and they kind of, when they filled in the plot holes, they took away a lot of the consequences, which kind of pisses me off, but still. At this point, do you really think they can get it? Can, can they do any right? I mean, uh, let me ask you. Let's take a, a break. You're talking to there. a guy who didn't think they did that much wrong to begin with, if you'll recall. And I took a lot of heat on that or for that on this show. But you know, let's take a step back out of it and say, sure. looking at it from from their standpoint, it's Bioware, I believe, right? The yep. Mass Effect. Really, in the eyes of, of their fans, after the entire controversy with the DLC, with the shitty ending, etc., can they do anything? To try and please that fan base as pissed off as they are on a number of different fronts. I, I don't think they can ever truly repair what happened. I don't think they can ever truly get past it. But I do think that, you know, they promised, hey, we'll put an extended ending for you guys. We'll, we'll fill in some of those holes you didn't like. They followed through on that. I think that's got to, and they, it, apparently it's free. Or it, it better be free. If, if it's not free, then I officially have a problem. But it's free. It's out there. I, I think in doing that, they're at least showing some good faith. So I don't think they'll ever be able to truly repair that breach, 
but I do think it's a step in the right direction. This is from uh, this just got tossed to me in IRC from True. Uh, it's from TheVerge.com. Final Fantasy VII Steam port possibly leaked may include microtransactions. Oh, Final Fantasy VII may get it, may be getting an updated PC release on Steam, according to a Google cache of the domain FinalFantasyVII.PC.com, which is registered under the name of Square Enix CEO Yochiwara. The cache reveals a number of addition, uh, additions to the original 1998 PC version, including cloud, uh, cloud save support. And, I'm sorry, when I saw cloud, I thought they were talking about the character. Right. Cloud save support and 36 new unlockable achievements. <laughs> the post also mentions a feature called a character booster, a system that sounds akin to microtransactions that allows players to raise their character's hit points, uh, magic points, and the gill to maximum levels. Price of the game is listed at uh, looks like eight pounds sterling, ten uh, ten euros, or about twelve fifty American. Polygon reached out to Square Enix for confirmation, and a representative told us regarding Final Fantasy VII, we don't have any news or information to announce at this time. Even if it is just a port, that means they're probably not going to clean it up a whole lot. It's just going to be the same game. Yeah, I've got I, that. If they want me to pay more for it, don't. Yeah. I think they need to clean it up and make it nice. Right. I, I, I'm not paying for a microtransaction. I, you know, I burn enough time into that game leveling my characters. I don't need to pay you for it. Continuing. Hey, Imp. I'm assuming that the Skyrim nerds sat next to you have already been through a couple of boxes of tissues <laughs> after playing the Dawnguard expansion. <laughs> Nicely done, Swordsman. I personally think that it's a waste of money because it's only uh, 520, uh, 580 megabytes of data. There are only seven new achievements, and the main quest is only four hours long. That is expectable for 800 MS points, which is, for him, eight pounds sterling. However, they are charging me 16 pounds for it. Hence, I have not bought it. Do you think that is a steep price for the content, and do you believe that DLC and expansions will continue to increase in price as the year or years go on? The Pork Swordsman. Well, I think pork, much like everything else in capitalism, it all the market depends on the. I'm sorry, the price depends on the market sustaining it. If people are falling all over themselves to download this content for 16 pounds or 20 bucks American, then absolutely that's what they're going to charge on it or more in the future. It's called equilibrium price. Basically, you shoot for the stars, you try to charge as much as you can, and then you dial it back until you find the spot where you're selling it all the time. As to have I gone through tissues, not yet. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I am fucking broke in the summer. Um, and yeah, 20 doesn't sound like a lot, but I got to pick and choose what I'm going to get. I will be getting Dawn Guard as soon as I play it. I guarantee you, I'm sure I'll have words to say about it. Probably of the uh, Skyrim variety. Um, but I have not played it as of yet. Uh, James Deke was the one that sent in the 10 most important robots in fiction. Continuing. Hey, Imp, Highlander, and the late guy. You mentioned on your. By the way, a lot of new uh, new names on these uh, emails. It's not the usual suspects. I, I, I'm I like that. that. I, I like that a lot. I, I actually noticed that we've had like six or seven new people. Yeah, and I'm. That's cool. You mentioned on your show a while back that Diablo three has a, had a massive amount of bile and hatred dis, uh, directed at it. Speaking as a fanboy of Diablo for ages back, I'm afraid I have to jump on that bandwagon. It started out just fine. The story was okay, and the hack and smash seemed to be classic Diablo. But it wasn't until I got to Act 3 when I realized there was no way I was going to max level by Act 4. In fact, I had to play the same game through four times to get a max level. If you do the math, if I wanted to level the, another character, I would have played through Diablo eight times. I don't think I've ever done that for any game. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, this could be forgiven, but for the fact that the end, uh, end of Act bosses are face roll jokes until Inferno... 
and you do the playthrough. And they drop crap loot, most of which is useless. Hmm. I wonder why. My, Having, huh? Uh, auction house? Auction house. Where's my wallet? What's that word? I got a charge card here. Microtransaction. Having said that, the difficulty scale on elite mobs and the end act bosses seems out of whack. For instance, an elite mob with the right traits can smash a group with little or no effort, forcing a party to regroup and try and employ some strategies, only to meet similar groups again that requires little or no strategy. Either way, the end act bosses don't use any of the group crushing abilities that the elites do and seem more like wow bosses. Basically, don't stand in the fire, etc. Let's see. The blacksmith in the game was a novel idea. You feed in your useless magic items. You could then turn it into make new and better armor for yourself, except for the fact you could easily spend 100,000 gold and only get mediocre items. In the end, it made sense to just sell everything, ignore the blacksmith, and just buy stuff at the auction house. Hmm. Coincidence? Uh, his uh, emoticon, not mine. Although he's correct. Add these to the downtime each week for server maintenance, lag time, and the douchebags in general chat, which, by the way, are a fix for constant uh, disconnects, leaves for a very sadly lacking game. If Blizzard expects us to be online all the time to play Diablo, then Diablo needs to be up all the time. This has just been my experience, but frankly, I think that something that was supposed to be in development for so long has gotten so much incorrect. Just my opinion, Kvar. I mean, that pretty much sums up exactly what everybody's been saying for some time now. Yeah. Which was the game was just found lacking, and that's just the way it is. And I I don't find that to be shocking at all. No. Uh, let's see. Okay. Dear Emperor, Voyar, Highlander, hello, I had a great idea for a segment for Voyar. He could review a book, a movie, a game, or any other thing of that nature. It only have to be a paragraph or two. Also, where does Highlander get his name? One last thing. I need a new screen name. Could you guys come up with anything for me? Sincerely, Trent1189. Also known as Tolsonman from earlier. So it looks like he found his new name, or he's just using the first initial as his last name. Uh, he still needs a new name. Yeah, he does. All right. To, unfortunately, it's a little late in the night to go to IRC, but we might just do this. IRC, we need a new name for Tolsonman. Let's see. What do you guys suggest? What should we name him? Because this has always had paid off dividends in the past. That's true. The Pork Swordsman, the Sausage Queen, Master <laughs> the Queef. Sausage Queen. I forgot about that one. I haven't seen that person in a long time. <laughs> so what should we name Tolson? I will let I'll kick that to IRC and let them talk about it. We may have to wait until next week when Highlander's back when the whole show is here. I like it. But uh, you know we're gonna hold on to this one. We may come back to it. We'll see what IRC comes up with. Let's see. Uh from Sayo. I just wanted to say thanks for the shows, eighty nine and ninety. I haven't laughed that hard in ages. P.S. Ask Highlander if he ever had any luck with those uh, slice of science fiction folks to help promote his Worldcon bid. We will have to get an update from him. Uh, by the way, back to Tolson's original question about Highlander. He takes his name from the TV show. There can be only one. Yes. Let's see. Um, he, he sent in a bunch of articles. Unfortunately, we're not going to have time for those. Let's see. There's the smite code. Nice. I'm missing one more email. There's one in here from a brony. Oh, there's a couple here. Sorry. Emperor. This is from Mechahawk of Clan Imperial Guard. One of our own. Emp, I was listening to your episode 90 where you mentioned Mountain Blade. Desperado showed me. That's how I found out. Desperado showed me that game a while back, too, and I've been playing it, and it was surprisingly enjoyable. I spent a lot of hours on it. The Napoleon Pack is a standalone, and you can buy it without the vanilla Mountain Blade. I don't have Napoleon myself, but would consider picking it up. 
myself if a battalion group could get going. Because that was the discussion last week is whether or not we wanted to, to get a bunch of listeners and feel the battalion. Right. Uh, da, 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 da. My work schedule in the evenings on weekdays is un- uh, unfortunately. I'm going to try and listen to some more of your shows again now, uh, now though, since I think I've got some stuff, some stuff sorted out. Mechawk is a long-standing member of Clan Imperial Guard, as is Desperado, who actually predates him. So, continuing. i got to get a drink. Hang on. Go ahead. Shit. I can't. I'm out of root beer. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Fuck. Hail illustriousness, Emperor. God, this is a long fucking mailbag, man. That's what happens when you have two awesome shows. Yeah. Hail illustriousness, Emperor, master racist Highlander and drunkard Vayar. Does it hurt you at all to know that you are no, tagged with alcoholism in These every are format? These are internet people. They're not real to me. Okay. Names on a screen. Exactly. It has finally come to me with the release of the second season of High School of the Dead looming on the horizon, falling population of Japan, and recent zombie attacks, what I am destined to do. Now, before I go boarding myself up in a house with some Japanese high school tale from the school, which I will undoubtedly be transferring into prior to the outbreak, I think I should speak just a little oh, for other kook talk. It is with that in mind, I come before the court to make in most humble request to the venerable Highlander, venerable, venerable, sorry, Highlander, who is a master of kook talk to teach me. And if it be just a few basic words, a YouTube clip or even a segment, I think many of the cultists could benefit from learning to hit on Japanese girls. God knows little Rex could use it. Think of it as basic training for Operation Repopulate Japan because we can't make fun of betas since they can't understand normal speak. Solex. (laughs) (laughs) It was like our very own mini quickening. It really was, without Highlander here either. (laughs) Oh, save that. You got to send that to Highlander. (laughs) That's funny as hell. I'll forward it over to him right now. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, almost set that one to Eve. <laughs> well, what the hell are you sending these to? Yeah, that's right. She hates me, anyways. Oh, that's yeah, a little harsh. She doesn't like me. Now this is the one. This is from the Brony. Ah, uh, uh, this one of the mods in their little chat. Yeah, I think so. This is from actually last Sunday. He sent it after the show, which was kind of strange. I wanted it during the show. I thought this was the guy that banned us. Uh, might have been. I know there's right. a lot of okay. banning going on, so I true possibly. You wanted an email as to why bronies are bronies? Well, I'll fall for your trap and activate my own seven tools. Excuse me while I adjust my contact. Let me start with who I am. I am Colgate, founder of Canternet.org. C-A-N-T, now they're going to get a plug. You you play the game, you get a plug. C-A-N-T-E-R-N-E-T, Canternet.org. One of the largest IRC networks devoted to G4 my Little Ponies, G4 being the important thing here. I Is there a connection to G4 the G4 the network? Gaming network? Got or me. G4 something else? I became a fan of the show shortly after New Year's of 2011, so approximately one and a half years ago, so I am very knowledgeable about the fan base. Also, also contrary to the popular thought that bronies are just unemployed college students, I am employed full-time as a server uh, administrator. Anyways, when I first watched the show, I disliked it as well. But I forced myself... Okay, right there. Hang on. I'm going to call shenanigans. If you dislike a show and you're watching it as a kid's show, why would you force yourself through it to continue watching it? That right there should have been a red flag. Continuing. But I forced myself through it for a few episodes. It wasn't until episode 9 or so, Dragon Shy, that I started really understanding the depth of the characters. 
How well developed the characters are for a children's show is insane. These aren't just monodimensional characters. They have uh, flaws they have to really deal with in realistic matters, you know, because they're cartoon horses. Many episodes play off of these flaws and how the characters work through them without breaking character. How would a cartoon pony break character? Valid. Other main factors of why I like the show are the animation style of the clean humor. The animation style is crisp. It's hard to explain, though, since I am not very knowledgeable in the area of animation, but it just feels higher quality than other cartoons that have been produced lately. As for the humor, it's funny without dirty adult jokes. I can watch adults swim and just be swimming in jokes about sex, but the My Little Pony jokes are none of that. They're jokes that can be taken off on their own, especially since, especially once you get to actually know the characters, because I care. Once you've seen the entire series, uh, and once you understand the characters, you tend to want to watch the series a second time to see all the slight references to characters you missed the first time through. Lastly, for one, uh, as for one of the actual Internet Brony community, there are pluses and minuses on the plus side, uh, there has been an incredible amount of fan-generated content for My Little Pony since G4 release, but of course, some of that is not appropriate for all ages. <laughs> Hence the vast quantities of porn that our listeners Based were able to come across. we found, character development is not all the fan base is interested in. A certain kind of character co- uh, content, perhaps. Are there, despic- are there despicable things that the Internet has done with My Little Ponies? Ponies. That should never have happened, of course. But I must ask you this as well. Isn't that true of any online community? Since you are an online gaming site primarily, surely you know about this. If you only focus on the negative, you can take nothing, you can make anything look bad. And by God, sir, that is what we do four we hours every specialize Sunday. specialize in it. <laughs> so there you have it. My troll bit email to you about why I am a brony. I fully expect you to completely mutilate this email and warp it to your own liking. But hey... Whatever keeps your viewer count higher, am I right? Colgate, net admin of canternet.org. First of all, of course he's right. Viewer count is everything. Except that we have listener count, but we get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second off, for the record, you just read that shit verbatim. Yes. Didn't warp it at all. Nope. That's what the guy said, and if you, aside from a few little drop-ins of yours and mine. I am more than willing to give a... For a format, a platform for them to uh, tell their side of the story. You I, know what? And I've done that. I have a question. Yes, And sir. this is to the IRC, any bronies that may be out there. Is this shit available on Netflix? Don't. I will, Don't. I will watch Don't. four episodes and bring my honest opinion. But I guarantee, I already know what I'm going to say, but I'll leave. So you can accuse me of not having an open mind. I'll give it that much. That's as much. You know, everyone, all these bronies say it's full of all sorts of good life lessons and great character development. You know the kind of shows I like to watch. I guarantee you I'm going to disagree, but I will give it a fucking shot. I'll be drunk while I do it, okay. but I will give it a college try. Okay. That's... Oh, I don't want to do the this. The first season is on Netflix. Not kidding. I don't want to watch this. How the hell is the Connie knows that? I'm afraid to ask, but... Uh, by the way, here are some of the names that came up for him while we were busy. Uh, Dumble Horror. <laughs> Pedo Master, uh, Football Bat, The Anal Spelunker. <laughs> I like Uncle Bad Touch. The Butt Tucks Buster, <laughs> Tickle Monster, Uncle Bad Touch, Papa Smurf. <laughs> oh, Tolson Min's actually in yeah, the Yeah, he's IRC. here. Yeah, he was That's talking funny. earlier. Yeah, Colgate was in the IRC that night. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> 
scrub canternet probably won't go. <laughs> All right, so we got some cool names here. What do we want to do with them? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Butt Tucks Buster, Papa Smurf, Tickle Monster, Uncle Bad Touch, Football Bat, Preteen Penis, <laughs> The Anal Spelunkerer, Pedo Master, Dumble Whore. Shrieks raises a valid point. Tolsonman did ask for this. That's right, he, he did. He invited this, in you, fact. Look, if you've listened to the show long enough, you gotta you have to understand, when you ask to have a name, we'll give you one. And if you try to correct the pronunciation of that name, I will give you a new one. So what do we do? We like any of these? We want to wait till next week and, and wait till Highlanders here and take another crack at it. I think Uncle Bad Touch is hilarious, personally. <laughs> I I think that one's really funny. All right, we'll go with that one. All right, Tolsman from now on, and you must change your name or be banned from IRC. You can never email. You must also change your name on the forums. That is the rule of the court. You are not self-glossed. We just gave it to you, Uncle Bad Touch. <laughs> What's up, UBT? You asked for a name, and you have been given one. Ask, and you shall receive. Uh, yeah. Done. You've now been glossed. Uh, the My Emperor is merciful. <laughs> All right, and merciful Christ, that was an hour-long fucking mailbag. Wow. Wow. Oh, I gotta tell you, I'm wiped. Yeah, wait a minute. We didn't do our segments. We didn't have Highlander here to argue with. We still rolled. I was still it. a vanilla show, and we still had four hours. Uh, welcome to the show, Uncle Bad Touch. This Porta Nymph. What I learned from Sailor and Moon. Uh, Sailor Moon girl want to grow up and become hot. Join the evil gang. Nice. Weren't they all lesbians on that show? I don't know. I never watched it. Thought they were. UBT, the number one on the FBI's was <laughs> <laughs> Nice bio. Uh. <laughs> Shrags. No need to thank us, Uncle Bad Touch. <laughs> I do think the rename game is my favorite of the games you've created here. And we, it, I think the best is that it happens so very rarely. And when it does, it just pays off such great dividends. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Uncle Bad Touch, it could have been worse. Preteen penis. <laughs> Was an option for us to go with. <laughs> the, the anal splunkerer, that was pretty close. <laughs> what was it, the butt tucks buster? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're the... whining about Uncle Bad Touch, just think about how much worse it could have been. We're only hedging our bets because of the shitty week we've had to put up with. Fuck all of you assholes. <laughs> Come on, UBT, don't be like that. <laughs> uh, this coming from the guy who's using his actual name as his, you know, island persona. So this is uh, definitely an improvement for you. I mean, I could do any jobs, and you'll have to stay away from schools, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm impressed that he stuck with it the whole show, man. I didn't think he'd listen this whole time. Is he still on? I guess. Wow. Impressive. Props. Either he really hates this or he really loves what he's listening. And the thing is, this is a bad night for us. This is a step down from the last few weeks. It's only me and you. We don't have uh, the The third wheel. The other guy. Yeah. He, he's the balance. He really Highlander is. Highlander yeah. is the balance, because otherwise you and I just agree with and each other on sometimes most Sometimes the target. It's like show X yeah. in here. All right, fuck it. we got to wrap this thing up. It's 10 o'clock. Sounds like a plan. I, I would go more if we had three of us here, but I'm tired. I've been driving 12 I'm, hours. i got to work in the morning. I've been moving dirt. I'm done. Fuck it. All right, let me pull this up here. Oh, shit. Wow, we didn't even take a little break either. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. 
don't think we learned dick, but whatever. What did we learned today? We learned don't ask for a name unless you really want one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned the ten top robots or androids in science fiction. Uh, we learned about what five out of those fifteen books they said were, were going to be the great releases. Yes. We did skip a lot of them based purely on French. I did learn before you got here that the Chinese did a study that finds that most of their children are learning sex through video games and online porn. Is that the one? I think I was hearing that one before uh, I went off. That was the one where you were talking about how you think they were deflating the numbers a little bit because yes. Chinese government officials asked you. Well, it's not just that, but if you were a Chinese kid and you know what happens to the government, they can right. say, yeah. Are you being deviant? Are you talking yet? You say, No, I am not right. looking for porn. I've never seen porn. No. I don't even know what this thing in my pants is for. Of I course, done anything wrong. It's all filthy. Of course, it's filthy. Right. What else did I learn? There was something else that we did. I just tied her down. That one robot was 1927. Oh, the uh, Machine Man. Yeah. Machine Man. Let's see. Uh, We learned Bronies can suck a nad. I'm moving. I mean, I don't care about the rest anymore. I'm I'm done with it. Right. Although they've afforded me kind of... It was supposed to be a drive-by. It still is a drive-by. We learned that we really don't care. Hopefully, other people learn that we really don't care. And hopefully, they themselves don't really care. It's the what? internet. Right. It's not serious. Highlander is the race. That, that's the other thing. You know what really gets me? Of all the things people get... And I, I guess I should have thought about this at the time, and it never really occurred to me. Of all the things people get in open arms about, of all the things yeah. to be pissed off, no one ever says two words about the quickening. Ever. I actually made that point in one of my Did you? Yeah, you don't see... Black people coming up in arms, or Arabs coming up in arms, or the assorted brown people that he mocks coming have, up in arms every week. Well, we have the official black man, the imperial black guy, Sakani. Right. He's like rubber stamps all our stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as you got one black friend, you can say whatever you want. That's, that's right. That's the I got many. That's so. how white guilt works. Actually, I'm trying to get my one buddy to come in on the show once or twice. Why? I'm like, if you're one of my black friends, you can go ahead and... <laughs> I said, he's like, look, I'm not coming in here just so you can keep saying your black jokes. He said, as funny as they are... You're like a shield. <laughs> I told him, so I said, like, you're just here to go ahead and let us get away with it. It's like, no, I will tell you some of those jokes, but I'm not going to come in there and, allow, and, and do that. I'm like, well, how about you come in and say some white jokes? Now, that he would do. He was on board for that. I'm like, good, go good, on. that works. I just got to find, just he's busy on Sundays, I got to get him out here. What are you going to say about white people? Oh, they're super successful, huh? He's an author, actually. I've read his book. It's not bad. Really? Yeah. What's he write about? Uh, it's called, um, uh, I'll tell you off the end. Okay. So it's it's actually a religious type thing. So. Ah, I got puppy. Wait! So Connie is black? I don't know, something like that. I think he is, or... I thought he was. Not quite white, maybe he's off-white. Riggs. Okay, was on Smite. I just unlocked Guan Yu, and I'm just carrying people. All right, I gotta look at this Smite thing. I think got like Romance of Three Kingdoms people in there. I gotta take a look and see what this is about. What exactly is this? I have no idea. I, I've got I've got the beta. I haven't tried it. Okay. Sakani, I wish someone had told me to explain my love for chicken and Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you recall, last night he said he himself was uh, having chicken wings. It was that's oh, that's so, yeah. so good too, man. It sounded awesome. Yeah. So hungry. So kind of, we had chicken wings were they anyways? I was curious what, what the different flavor people. Some people like will eat them scalding hot. Not me. I like flavor. I don't like to be burned out of my seat. So kind of, by the way, is the show host of BGM. You can check it out here on Reverse World Productions. I highly recommend it. 
very cool. Also, he's got some, some decent blogs up there, too. Yeah. There's one on, uh, uh, what's it, uh, uh, sexism. Basically, you know, women on the internet. Very well thought out. I thought it was very well thought out. So I would argue that Connie's blog posts are probably the best on the station right that we have going up on the station right, right now. I would like to see more people following these footsteps. And that, Lord knows, we tried. Yeah, very true. Uh, I think it's pretty much everything we've, we've learned. All right. Real quick, thanks to Kalilu, our IRC bitch. Truly an actual one for this chain instead of just none of us being one. Uh, our show contributor and IRC bitch, keeping everybody in line, getting the articles, what? Florida Sakani, on a scale of paying taxes to watermelons, how much do you like this show? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to get the entire race of quota, quota in at the last five minutes of the show? It's how it always works. I guess. Well, I thank the listeners for tuning in. Folks, if it was not for you, we would not be doing this. Every week I'm more and more impressed by the sheer vast amount of you that listen to this show. When you can be doing so many other better things with your time. Uh, I want to thank Wise for going and posting the uh, the uh, show when I get it to him and actually getting it up there. Sakani, <clears throat> the Emperor score gets a score of four watermelons, by the way. Out of how many? I, That's the I would trick. assume four. Four out of five watermelons? All right. Well, I'm guessing last week was like a grape soda kind of bonus type thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get that. That's what my one buddy I'm talking about was telling me about this. Yeah. And Because I, I asked him one day, one day I said, I, I don't get it. Explain to me the whole racist, the watermelon, the chicken, and the grape soda. I don't get it. And he said, well, what don't you get? I said, well, I don't understand why that's all considered racist. Explain it to me. I, I don't get it. I'm not into that kind of thing. I don't, you know. He's like, well, I'll be honest with you. I don't know either. So I asked my parents once, and they didn't know. So I, I'm guessing it must be from so far back, no one remembers. Huh. Could be. <laughs> you can't count passport. All right. <laughs> Let's have a Cleveland City education. Perfect. Thank you, Little Rex. I don't know how he's working out, considering we're still on the air. He's a little worried. Of course, the newest Imperial Archiver, that being Little Rex, is back to editing the show. We'll see how well he does. Uh, Little Rex, I would like to keep him uh, Pusser's brony call thing, call arms. You can edit out the rest of the music, but I'd like to keep that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, that being Audio Audible Books and Type Rag Control Servers. And also encourage you to join us at ClanLG.net's home of Clan Imperial Guard. Our, thank you. Our home clan and home site. Music. And join us! Those of us from 1G and the rest who are playing Sins of the Soul Empire on Saturday night, all are welcome. Always fun games. Last night was no less entertaining. And in all honesty, I play quite a few nights out of the week. Add me on Steam. Mariar is pretty easy. I'd be more than happy to play with you guys. There you go. Yeah, Scrub needs to get his act, act, <coughs> act together. Because he came on like three quarters of the way through the game last night. Very true. Now, I understand he's in some like shithole nation with nothing but sand. But come on. We were expecting him last night. Pull us he'd be there. Alright. Uh, uh, trying to think of all forgetting anything? Uh, you thanked Lulu. You did yes. the sponsors. Yes. You did. Uh, listeners. Listeners. Gnome Wise. Did you thank Gnome? Yeah. Station. Okay. Yeah, then I think we're pretty much good. Okay. I encourage. Hang on. This boilerplate I am now forced to, forced to read has gone to my head. I encourage you all to check out the fine shows at btwproductions.com. Since Sakani's here and I happen to like his show, I'll plug that one special. 
definitely wasn't. That guy just started, too. That's True. a great thing. Um, and the show is surprisingly well done yes. for something so new. But again, it is, it is a talk show format, so I mean, that's yeah, still that's I that mean, part. Right. Generally, there's at least a couple months of working out the technical stuff while you get used to it. Programming notes next weekend. We will be here, but next Saturday is Baron Von Gose's wedding. So I don't know in what condition I will be on Sunday as I'll be out in the sun. Nine degree heat in a fucking tuxedo because he's doing it at my uncle's house. There's a nice, my uncle's got a big place. Back when Medina was having their big boom about seven or eight years ago, my uncle moved out there because he and my aunt are of means and okay. built themselves a giant house in ground pool. Huge yard. You were saying it was real nice. Yeah, yeah. really nicely laid out brick patio. Oh, it's, it's great. Nice. So, they're having the wedding out there. So, I will be here on Sunday. I believe you are as well next Sunday. I will be here. I don't remember what Highlander said, if he was going to be here or not. I think he said he was off for two I weeks. I think, yeah. I think, well, because this week was the week he wasn't sure because of work. Right. Then there was work. And then next week was the definite because he got some con to go to. Okay, so he's at another convention. Right. All right. We should do this thing like a, can't do a Friday because I'm going to be at the casino. Can't do a Saturday because I'm going to be at the wedding. I can broadcast live from the wedding. That would be an entertainment Because you're going to be like the bartender, so that might actually work. i got to check on that, actually. Yeah. Do that for me. Yeah, I'll find out tomorrow and let you know. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay close, you internet. Hoorah! So long, everybody. <laughs>